Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. TC Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Fuchs. Right up front. Younger fan inside of the net. Now in. And a good Friday afternoon to you. It is the T.C. Martin Show live from the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas. The sportsbook powered by William Hill. No better place to be any time of the year, but specifically when the calendar flips to March, because we know what that means. March Madness on the horizon, which means college basketball aplenty. we got college basketball tournaments galore here in Las Vegas starting now in a total of five college basketball conferences, uh, championship tournaments, and of course, hoops and hops that is right around the corner. We'll talk about that. Yours truly in the house, of course, our Friday home here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Double B, Brian Benowitz, our gracious host, the VP Casino Operations here. And yes, our guru when it comes to hockey, croquet, and pickleball. Did I forget anything? Yeah, croquet. That's a, that's a, I'm a top-notch croquet player. <laughs> I know. Yes, I you remember like that. I threw that one in there. From the movie Heathers when they played croquet. That's, that's the str- last time I remember seeing any croquet. I think that's better than what's, – what is that that ridiculous game that they played on the on the Google campus in uh, the, the intern with, uh, with uh, Owen Wilson and, um, you know, your, your USC boy? You know I did, not Quidditch. See, I, did Quidditch. Not, I did not see that movie. Are, are you are you a Quidditch person? I don't know what that even is. So you but, don't uh, talk about G Man, don't you? Yeah, Quidditch. It's it's something ridiculous, some Harry Potter thing that's ridiculous. Oh, well then there you, you said it exactly. Thank that's you. why Thank I would you. not know that. It, yeah, exactly. The only reason <laughs> I knew about it, and I was kind of ostracizing. You'd never heard that. I go, why would I know that? I saw a guy wearing a a H on this on his thing. I said, Oh, you went to Harvard. And the guy looked at me like I had three heads. Go, that's Harry Potter. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta not, go get that off. That's not my scene. Yeah, not no, our scene. Not my scene. So, where you been, my man? It's been like three weeks since uh, I've seen you. You've been traveling the globe again. Yeah, you know it's good to be back. For crying out loud, uh, I'm, not, I'm not much of a traveler, so uh, <laughs> well, I do like to travel, but I, I don't travel well. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to be back here at Cosmopolitan Friday. It's already picking up. You know, Las Vegas is now basically the center of uh, all hoops activity mm-hmm. when it comes to basketball tournaments we got great teams here we got great show from all over the west coast to come over here for the conference tournaments mm-hmm. and uh you know we're a couple weeks away from uh having an actual hoops and hops again in, in march madness two years ago it was completely stolen from us yep. uh thanks to covid and then last year was much scaled down because we were still not out of the out of the woods uh so really excited for this year it's going to be a lot of fun and uh you know uh it, it'll be great on Next week, when when UCLA wins the Pac-12 tournament, uh, we'll see where they're uh, ranked moving forward. Uh, that that Arizona team looked pretty good though, uh, a couple nights ago, and they whacked SC. Yes. I don't know if you saw any of that. Yeah, I did. And I saw Arizona just uh, whacked uh, USC with yes. a, a easy cover as well. Yeah, they're up twenty-four uh, at half. Ba- back to hoops and hops. Let's. I, I don't want to uh, say that last year was a disappointment, Brian, because we w- we were. In the Chelsea last year, which is a great venue, and it was still a great experience. And and I know what you're saying. When you go to the Belmont Ballroom, which upstairs, when you're getting three to 4,000 fans, it's crazy. It's electric. you got so many things to do. But last year, again, I'll say it. You guys pulled it off, and it was was fantastic. 
because obviously there were COVID concerns and everything, but everything was safe. Uh, the viewing was outstanding. Uh, not a single commercial was played like <laughs> usual. Uh, kudos to the AV uh, yeah. crew, of course, here at the Casa Palms in Las Vegas. Seth and the gang are great oh, with Outstanding, that. but I'm, as I'm saying, and, and we still had great food and everything, so don't downplay that, my friend. It was fantastic last year. Well, thank you. You know, it was a, it was an accomplishment because we could only do – we yep. were under heavy restrictions at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to have people uh, – they could relieve themselves of their masks while they were seated, but the second they got up, you had to put the masks on, yeah. and that was a little difficult. So uh, it was all cow and we could only have the two different parties, each with 250 people, and they couldn't intermingle. It was just a, yeah. an unusual setup. We had some great talks, though, on the couch. Absolutely, we did. Yourself, my, me. Yeah. Team Canada in Team the house. Team Canada, yeah, yeah, cat with a K. Yeah. You had Trevor, the referee, yeah. making the greatest money line play of the first round. Outstanding. Yes. Oral Roberts over Ohio State. Oral Roberts. He has not released anything yet this year. He said he's going to wait <laughs> until he gets the brackets out. He's going to study very hard this week to see which one of these obscure schools, like maybe yeah. Longwood. Yeah. Did they win today? I don't even know. Longwood. Forget Longwood. 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 They yeah. were seven-point favorites, but it was early on. I, I didn't know. see the game. We got Bradley and Loyola happening right now. Don't you forget that, my friend. Yeah, they're all, they're, you know, oh, good. That's a Missouri good one. Valley. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's yeah, a, it's a, Missouri Valley is always but, very good. But before good. people start saying, okay, wait a minute, I'm going to have to tune in and write down Trevor the referee's uh, uh, picks here. Remember, I, I, he handicapped it last, last uh, year by some uh, – uh, r- religious uh, thing or whatever. He said, oh, Oral Roberts over Ohio State. He thought Ohio State was evil or something like did, that. Did he go to Which the window? Right. Did he go to the window? He went to the window That's big all time. That mattered. Cast a money line ticket. That and, and Kat with a K, which I don't think she lost a game. Yeah, I know. And so she's fired up to come back. And uh, her friend Lauren, you met yeah. Lauren. She's yeah. going to be here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Derek and uh, Shirley are coming. Yeah. Trevor's bringing uh, Olivia. Big, big LSU fan. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Yeah. And uh, he just went to New... He just... Coming back from New Orleans today, yeah. he was there for Mardi Gras. Okay. So, uh, so that was I unusual. Should, maybe I should talk to Trevor and... Uh in, in, in his uh, uh, Baton Rouge uh, lady, Olivia, yes. Olivia, Miss Tiger, because uh, I, I may be going to the Final Four. Oh. Yeah. 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 Good. So, I don't know. Can we, can Should we, be a lot of fun. Where, where is it this year? The in New Orleans. Four? Yeah. I was the last time I was in the Dome. The last time I went to a Final Four was okay. in the Dome. Okay. Carmelo Anthony cut down the nets. It was, uh, I think, 2003. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of, lot of fun so down there. we'll see how oh, that uh, plays out. Jerry the Dentist coming out. And, you know, Jerry, oh Jerry is a former basketball coach. So, uh, is it? yeah, yeah, he knows a lot about He's it. not a one-trick pony. We thought, oh, no. we, we thought he just uh, pulled teeth out in, in 20 below oh, up, no. in, up in Winnipeg no, and watched hockey. He's, he's, he's excited to go. He's a good, he's a good bike rider, too, right. and uh, right. obviously uh, he pulls the teeth out pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, no, going to have a great showing from, uh, from north of the border, and, uh, you know, the toast right. will be out, blue making will be out, so yep. there'll be a lot of beer drink, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. There's very few tickets left, single just single-day tickets. Everything, plug the plug away, so, my friend. Uh, Let them know how they can get go, it. Go on the website. Go to the Cosmopolitan website. You can order right there. But there, if you're going to go, go get right. on now because there's very right. few seats left. So uh, loyal listener Matt is in the house here. Matt had told me that he was here for the very first Hoops and Hops Yes. going back. So, again, you know, going back 10 years. So yeah. It's gotten way better, Matt. You're yeah. going to be a lot of yeah, fun absolutely. this year. So sh- shout-out to, to Matt and yeah. Uncle, Uncle Joe's in the house today. Nice. That's it. We've got uh, Sandy and uh, Connie and Nancy. Yeah, uh, we get we have the 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 fandom is here. That's right. There, good to go. There it is. Good so, to go. So shout out to the ladies and and, and Uncle Joe looking pretty good. That's and, right. And Mad Matt over there. So we appreciate you guys hanging out, and watching the show here on this uh, Friday here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. That's on, a sweet Raider lid. Is that is that blue though? That's blue. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Did you? That's that's pretty crazy. I don't think I've seen a blue one there. There. Okay. Something for the state of Nevada. Is that what it's all about? Or, okay. 
All right. There's got to be a story behind that. I, I like the story. Right, I just like I like the Raiders. There you go. There you go. I'm uh, committed. I got 29 more years of Raider tickets, yeah, so I'm all excited for yeah, that. I, I just hope it's uh, <laughs> like they say, commitment to excellence. All right. Hey, we've got a new coach, new new GM. Yeah. We're excited here. Combine is happening right now in Indianapolis. It's better so than being a baseball fan. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, on the show here today, uh, Marco D'Angelo is going to join us. We start handicapping uh, tomorrow's uh, big college action on the board. And the Hall of Fame promoter, Bob Aram, will join us. Oh, as I was just announced, that uh, Tyson Fury getting back in the ring in Wembley Stadium against Dylan White. So uh, that fight is, is happening, uh, coming up here in a couple months. And then... Uh, uh, Bob Aram announcing that Shakur Stevenson and Oscar Valdez will be fighting in the MGM Grand Garden Arena. That is going to be a great fight as well, too. And um, I was going to ask you, you know, if you were at the fights last week, you know, I was away in Wisconsin. I, I hate to miss any, any any boxing card, especially here in That's, the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan. You and I, we're ringside for every I, one of those. Yeah, and, you and know, it's, it's the fir- first one we've missed. And we've had great seats and great times. Yeah. Good, really, it's, it's, it's yeah. fun. Uh, sometimes the matchups aren't as good as we have right. on paper. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I missed that. I missed Metallica. I missed uh, Billy Joel. Yeah. I, I, missed, you know, I, I missed, of, uh, missed a lot of stuff. I here. missed you going off on Adrian Broner again. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's quite the character. But there's always you, characters you in the You and Al Bernstein yeah, yeah. going at Adrian Broner and, and, yeah. and vice versa. It's a, no, I'm just kidding. Of course he did. Uh, good stuff here, man. All right, so, yeah, a lot to cover here on the show today. But uh, we got to give everybody an update. Uh, there is no update. No the breaking update. news is there is no breaking news. It's Major League Baseball, no, day 93 of the lockout, and nothing has happened. Yeah, did, did Get they, used to this, my they, friend. They postponed opening day, right? Postponed opening day the whole week. Is postponed, and if they don't get a deal done by Monday or Tuesday, guess what? That means the second week of the season is going to be postponed. And uh, you know, we've been covering this at large. Steve Sachs, Chris Bazio, Bob Nightingale from the USA Today, who's down there in Jupiter, Florida, uh, all very disconcerting. And again, I, I love having our former players on and coaches on because these they, they are so passionate about their sport of baseball and this is, a, this is a travesty and if you missed any of those interviews this past week go to the website tcmartinshow.com and listen to those those interviews but it's it's bad yeah negotiations broke off on tuesday after nine straight days of meetings including that 16 and a half hour session that ended at 2 30 in the morning uh in florida and then rob manfred uh, announced on tuesday that uh, the first week of the season canceled uh Bottom line is Double B, and I know you're not a huge baseball fan, but uh, this is the story right now. Uh, the story is not Aaron Rodgers and where's he going to go and, and all the other nonsense, because that's not a story. But baseball in a bad place again, this again. is the story. So I never really went back to baseball after they didn't play the World Series in, I think, 93 or 94. 94, 95. Uh, yep. I, tried, I tried to go back, and then they were steroided freaks, and they just changed the way baseball was played, and I didn't enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. When guys that were, you know, punching Judy hitters are hitting 50 home Rafael runs a year. Palmero over 50 yeah, homers. it was a joke, and guys, are, eventually they got called out, and, and uh, you know, real baseball players, weren't if they tried to play clean, they couldn't play. Right. And so it just it really turned me off, and I haven't really recovered and watched it really much of late. And it's hard to believe with the amount of money that's made on both sides of the table uh, that they would have any kind of work stoppage again. And uh, here we are, and it's 2002, and, and they're going to grumble over their, the, which bajillionaire can have more money. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have any tolerance for either side of it. And uh, 
It's just another way to be turned off of baseball. Baseball has flat out become boring. It's a long game. Uh, if you go to the, the park, it's really to just enjoy the afternoon yeah. these days because, uh, you know, as a hockey guy and a football guy, I want a little more ac- action, yeah. a little more activity. And baseball doesn't provide it. And it's just really it's hard to know who's where. Um, and yeah, I know you're a Houston Astros guy. At least you were last year, because that was where your money was. That's where, uh, well, but, that's where my guy is. But, that's where my money is, and, uh, and and will be again this year if there is a season. Exactly. Yeah. And my brother, yeah. the toast, follows baseball yeah. feverishly. Yeah. I mean, he's all into it. He's still all into it. Big Braves fan, so he was excited last year. And my son's very into it. Goes to all those Yankee games. I can't get back into it. I've never been able to get back into it. And this might just drive it all right back in. I watched yeah. two pitches last year. I turned it on. It was like eight nothing in the ninth inning, and they got two pitches in the gate. The series was over. I'm like, oh, that was fun. It's ridiculous. It's a travesty. And what Major League Baseball needs to to concentrate on is bringing the fans back and, and speeding the game up. And let's let's talk about limiting the uh, the number of visits from a catcher to the pitcher. Let's limit the, limit the number of, of tosses over to first base. can get so darn redundant. That's the kind of stuff. They're talking about a pitch clock, talking about stepping off the rubber. Let's talk about the guys getting in the batter's box, and once they get in the batter's box, have them stay in the batter's box, not step out and readjust uh, their batting gloves 16 times per at-bat. I mean, those are the issues that you need to worry about. Mound visits, that kind of nonsense, and they try to speed up a little bit with you know, having a relief pitcher come in and face three hitters. Okay, that's fine. But the, the only thing they agreed on, Brian, was universal DH. So now we got a DH in the National League as well as the American League. They agreed on six teams from each league going to the playoffs, but they're still miles apart with uh, service time and the minimum salary. How now, many, I don't know if you how know, many went to the playoffs before? Yeah. yeah. Well, last year they added uh, a seventh for each one, so you had 14. Oh, but, right. but, again, it, it, it's been crazy. It's been a nightmare. And then when you have players that are basically saying that $700,000 a season for a rookie, for a first-year player, is, is still not quite enough, it just tells you where this, the state of the game is. And as Steve Sachs and Chris Bosio put it perfectly, I mean, there is really hatred with both sides here. You, when you have, you have entitlement with the players and you've got attitude with the owners – You've got Rob Manfred, who's getting paid $20 million as a commissioner. Mm. No, it's just, it's it's an ugly situation that, uh, you know, if they really want to get back on the field and they're concerned about the fans, then you get this thing done because these things shouldn't be that difficult. Yeah, it's a shame. It shouldn't be that difficult. It's a shame because uh, it took them a long time to get out of that strike situation and to get out of the steroid situation and to get to a good place. And now they're going right back. Nine uh, of them. Nine work stoppages we've had since basically early the early 70s. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was a baseball guy, by the yeah. way, as a kid. I used to listen on the radio, and yeah. I was there when, when Hank Aaron oh. broke Babe Ruth's well, record. you could play so a mean third base, I, too. I, I was a first baseman. Right. I was a first baseman. I saw my mitt, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, but it's it's uh, the trapper, which, yeah, which, the which trapper. was funny. My, and you could use that when you play goalie, too, with yeah, the, I know, on the ice. I could. I could snare it just about a heck of a lot better than Robert Leonard came right. these days. <laughs> Got that right. But the... Uh, um, it, it, it's it's deteriorating to the point where I don't even know who's who. I don't even know where thing, things are, and it's just sad because you know it is America's pastime, and it should it should step up. They should speed the game up. They should try to maybe shrink the season, maybe 162 games. I mean, it, by the middle of uh, July, half the teams are eliminated, and and nobody cares. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what the solution is. I know that not playing is not the solution. Yeah. 
All right, so that's the latest, uh, and there is no latest, but uh, this thing is going gonna, is gonna to continue <laughs> to go no on. Yeah, there is no latest. Un- <laughs> unbelievable. All right, let's talk a little VGK, brother. Yes. All right, uh, last night, not a pretty scene again at the Fortress, 18,000 plus, and uh, the Boston Bruins come in here, the red-hot Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. They win 5-2 to two last night, and the Golden Knights lose for the sixth time in the last eight games. And uh, I know that you like to be the eternal optimist here. I'm not trying to be the pessimist, but... Fans not real happy right now. What are you seeing? Why is this team going to the I know injuries, and we've talked about that before, but six of the last eight. Almeyer on fourth the, in the Pacific. I'll, I'll focus on Let's the go. last three games. Okay. Uh, they played very well against Colorado. Uh, a couple of uh, 30 seconds or so got away from them, and they lost the game. Mm-hmm. Colorado has probably gotten the greatest bounces of any team I've ever seen coming back from games, uh, and they're explosive, and they, they, they can score. Uh, they played a masterful game against San Jose. Masterful. Uh, I don't think. I think Leonard maybe had one quality shot against him uh, the entire game. Last night's game was dead even. Dead even. The game's two to one. We doink one off the post on a on a nice shot. And again, Boston's 100% healthy. We we don't have Yanmark. We don't have Pacioretty. We don't have Stone. We don't have Martinez. Coglin's out. So we got some issues in there. But we're right in the game. The game's two to one. And then Leonard gives up two just awful goals. Right. Awful. One, we got lucky. He's flopping all over the place, and the guy just missed. And then they score, and they score, and all of a sudden the game's 4-1. to one. So that was highly disappointing from a fan standpoint. I did like the push. I like the fact that we went 6-on-5 five with five minutes to play, and we got one. Right. Because, like, you know what? All you people who left, let's come back and win this right. sucker. It can happen. I've seen it happen. Uh, it didn't happen. Right. Uh, they get the empty netter to make it 5-2. Right. But the, that game's dead even, basically, at 2-1. And and the Knights, with an undermanned team, mm-hmm. with Amadio out there and Rottenberg and... AHL uh, players. You know, guys the guys <laughs> that should be in the minors yep. cutting their teeth right. are, are, are playing significant roles. I felt actually bad for Waugh. Mm-hmm. Waugh's out there, and they're trying to surround him with somebody that can score, and they can't. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's nobody out there. So once you get past your first line, which was the Misfits, right. your second line, Eichel's trying to figure his way back into the game. You could see flashes of brilliance when that puck is on his stick. He's just off a little bit. But he hadn't played in a year. He's with a bunch of new guys. I mean, and he's also playing with Stevenson and Dodonov. You know, what, what happens if he's with Pacioretty who can score? So they're not scoring, which is a, a concern, right? I think they've only got two goals in most of the games, right. which is not a lot to win the games, especially when your goalie is not making the big saves that you need. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I left a, a little discouraged. But, you know, it's hockey. It's hockey, for crying out loud. Uh, uh, I have other things with the, with the Winnipeg Jets to worry about. They're, they, they're a little further behind. They get yeah. uh, Ehlers back, and they've got a big game against the Stars tonight. But you know what? It's, next, it's in hockey. You can't cry about it. You can't c- complain that Martinez had his face and then a bad case of COVID, and, and he hasn't come back. You just got to have next man up. They have got to go into L.A. tonight and come out with a win. And then they got to get here on Sunday, come into the fortress and whack Ottawa and get back in the right direction. Hopefully Pacioretty and Stone, who have been battling injuries all year, uh, you know, are, are healthy come time uh, for the end of the year and get some playoffs. Yep. Golden Knights with three games in four nights. Lost to Boston last night, traveling to Anaheim to play the Ducks uh, tonight. Yeah, they had and, some really pretty goals against San Jose, yep. by yep. the way. And, and, and they, they had probably they nine shots that were dead on that, that the goalie made saves on. I mean, right. they, they could have won that game 12-1. to 1. So you so. mentioned... You know, we, we know they're missing Mark Stone, the captain, and Max uh, Pacioretty. Is it just the injuries here that you can point the blame to? or Yes. Er, so yes. specifically injuries. Yes. Uh, you're, you're talking about 
trying to complete your lines and be ready to go. If our lines are set, it's the misfit line, it's it's Stevenson with uh, uh, Pacioretty and Stone, then you got maybe Waugh with Eichel and Yanmark. Give me a break. Those are three exceptional lines. Then your fourth line, you got Kolasar, probably Howden, and, and Carrier. They're going to just go and smack people. So to me, if, if we're all healthy, we, we could cycle great. And right now they're not. They're not. And, and he's trying to juggle the lines and make things happen because we're not scoring. Uh, the Misfit line looked really good against San Jose, and they looked pretty good the other night. They just That goalie was pretty good, Swayman. Yeah, I mean, he's He made some really good saves, and what he really did is he controlled rebounds. He either suffocated where they didn't go anywhere or he just knocked them into the corner. And so those were really, really, he looks like an exceptional goalie. I had never even heard of him. I don't know where he came from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he really looked good last night because um, we did have some chances, as did they. You know, I mean, they have talent all over the ice with that team. And, uh, you know. Move on, next game. Put that one behind you. Try to work on it. Hopefully uh, get a few guys back. Uh, you're getting great experience for a guy like Hutton. He's improved a ton. Uh, he made a mistake last night in, in the game. But, you know, he's, he's, he, he, they stood some people up. Watching Nick Haig hit people at the, at the blue line finally was a, is a nice thing. So I, I, I'm not discouraged. I'm a little disappointed right. in the result. Um, I would have liked to have seen that go 2-2 into overtime. Yeah. And we've talked about Leonard before. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, he's he's underperforming. Currently, yes, he is. Yeah, he absolutely is. I, I want to say he's dead last in, in uh, yeah. uh, either goals against or save percentage, whatever it is, over his last like a dozen or so games. Dead last. Yeah. And and some of the saves that he does make, it's just kind of he's in decent position, mm-hmm. but he's not controlling the rebounds. That one last night, I think, to make it three one, where it kind of ricocheted off of him and then off his inner leg and in. Right. It was just a, a, a bad that, goal. I mean, it was yeah. really bad. And then he didn't recover for the next one, uh, which was one just off to the side. So it was, it was you know, Robin Leonard, maybe it's time to, to say, hey, uh, we'll see what Broussois does tonight. He's looked pretty good. Uh, and maybe Broussois takes over and, and gets more starts to get this guy some rest because, you know, he's missed a lot of time too, Robin Leonard. And, uh, um, you know, Logan Thompson's waiting in the wings. He's a heck of a goaltender if we got in, uh, in Henderson. So uh, we'll see. So we would talk about the Golden Knights having problems on the power play when they were healthy. And this goes back to last year and even the year before. Failed to score in the power play for the fifth straight game, 12 of the last 14. They rank dead last in the NHL in power play conversion, 6% double B. What's the deal? And now, again, I, I understand you, you're, you're, you're missing key six, pieces six here. 6% for the year? Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. you know. Uh, the power play didn't look horrible last night. It really didn't. The, they cycled the puck well. They got some good shots. Um, when it's not going, it's not going, and you're forcing it. Uh, they have different pieces out there. I never thought I'd see Ke- Keegan Colasar and Brett Howden on your second unit of a power play. Um, they had it going a little bit for a, for a while when they got everybody back. Um, so, you know, it, it's one of those things. When everything is kind of crumbling on you you got to kind of get it back together and gear up they need a power play goal yeah that gives them a lot of confidence um we'll see what happens tonight again they're they're, they're playing in la um and it, it should be a, a game where you're going to see them come out with a real big effort in the first period mm-hmm. and, and hopefully play with the lead as far as peter DeBoer goes anything else that, that he can do here uh anytime we we see Teams go through losing streaks or losing games, that sort of thing. Obviously, they're going to feel like, okay, coach on the hot seat, especially the way Turk was was, was let go in that situation. What are your thoughts about DeBoer and how he's handling this season? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't condone what happened to Turk. I think he was an exceptional coach, right. and I think he got kind of a bad rap. No doubt. Uh, I don't mind Pete DeBoer. He's a little bit more of a, a numbers guy. 
Uh, he's had his 500th win against San Jose, and uh, he's, he's, they're battling through a lot of injuries this year. So I think he's trying to juggle and figure out what mixes. And the fact is, in the NHL, it doesn't matter if you win the division. It doesn't matter if you're second in the division. Get there, it doesn't huh? matter if yeah. you're third in the division. If you're the wild card and you get in and you're healthy and you get on a roll, that's all that matters. I think what was Tampa, the third-ranked team out of the, the whatever division it was called last year? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they won it. So I remember L.A. was the eight seed, and they won it. So I think Chicago one year was a, was a deep seed and came back yeah. and won it. So it really just is a matter of getting there. Uh, and, you know, if Chicago they can, was an eight, I believe. Yeah, yeah hopefully yeah. they can get healthy, you know, and that's it. I mean, there's times it just doesn't happen for a year. Uh, do you? I don't think this is, is, is panic time. I don't think you get rid of the coach. I don't think you get rid of the players. Uh, I think we got a deep uh, system that's, that's working its way up that's gotten a lot of experience this year. Uh, so... You know, it's a matter of getting there and going. I mean, everything's excused if we're hoisting the cup here uh, in a few months. Right. Knights sit uh, at eighth right now when you look at the Western Conference, fourth in the Pacific. Any concern this team could miss the playoffs? Well, it's obviously a concern. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's too much talent. I think that uh, there's too much leadership. When you're watching a guy like Petrangelo, he's a little f- – uh, He's trying to do a little maybe too much out there uh, and try to make these pinpoint passes uh, where guys aren't quite ready. And, and you could see Eichel can zip that puck on a pass, and sometimes these guys aren't prepared for it because they're just not used to seeing that kind of accuracy. Maybe when Pacioretty's out there, he can get it and go because that guy's a you know, one-time machine, and he's a finisher. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's always a concern. It would be highly disappointing, obviously, if this yeah. team that was picked to, to, to battle uh, Colorado in the West – uh, doesn't make the playoffs, but I think they will. I think they'll, 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 they'll right the ship and, uh, uh, you know, end up second or third in the Pacific. I could care less if they win it, you know, just a matter of getting there. It's got to get in. Get, yep. Get in the postseason, plain and simple. But uh, Boston, uh, impressive last night. Craig Smith, three goals. Boston, 4-1 and one in their six-game road trip, 9-3-2 and two in their last 14 road games. This is a good, this is a good team. It was a good team, and yep. that game's dead even. I mean, yep. that Boston did not dominate that game by any means. The final score shows 5-2, but that game, again, is 2-1, to one, and we nailed the post. Yeah. And Swayman made all kinds of really great saves. So, uh, you know, you're discouraged, you're a little disappointed, but you know what? That's that's part of hockey. A lot of times the uh, the better team that dominates a game loses one nothing. I mean, so it just happens. I mean, Gilby will tell you, he plays all the time. Sometimes you don't get the bounces, and, uh, you know, it just takes a little tricky one. That's why I was sitting last night uh, talking to my buddy David, who I took to the game, and I said, hey, we need something ugly. Yeah. We need an ugly bounce to get in through here to, to get things going, and it just never really happened. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, our two goals, one by uh, I think was I was at Eichel's first goal in in, uh, in T-Mobile, mm-hmm. second goal of the season, uh, a really shifty, sneaky yeah. little goal on his breakaway uh, where he kind of slid in underneath, and then Marchie's was just a bullet. So, yeah, that was uh, a beautiful goal. Yeah. And the G-man was in the house last night. He was at yeah. T-Mobile. There it is. It there was it loud is. in there. Yeah. I had some great fans around me, some good people from Boston, which is uh, it was it was fun. It was a fun fun environment to be there again until when to 4-1. Yeah, and, and see, that's what I love when you get these kind of fan bases, especially when you get, you know, the original six teams. You know, you get you get that those type of teams that come, you know, once a year. I, I love those type of games. I'll take that over, over the Knights and the Ducks anytime, you know? Oh, that, anytime. I'll tell you what, though. Those Ducks, 
That is a great young team to watch. Have you watched them play? Yeah, they, they are. They're, they're much, a lot of fun. They're much different than what they've been the last few seasons. Oh my few goodness! Seasons. They are. I mean, that guy so. Zegers and Milano. They're they're exceptional. Right? They're they're a ton of fun. And then yeah. Terry, man, they they are a That's lot of fun to watch. That's why I bring that up. I mean, there's a belief that you know these teams who are at the bottom are are now rising up, and and the Golden Knights are reversing and going well, in that they, order. I would I mean, again. Yeah. How many games have we missed due to injury I this know, year? I know. I mean, it's insane. I don't know if you looked at the lineup last night. Uh, when Montreal played uh, um, Calgary, did you see what the number was? Minus 420 here. Yeah. Minus 420. But you know what you got on on, on, on Montreal? Only plus 320. Oh, they, way too big of a nice. Yeah. It's aggravated. But they win 5-4. Yeah. There was a list, I don't know, 15 people long of injuries for Montreal. Yeah. They played, I don't know, guys from, from the streets of uh, yeah. Montreal who came in, and, they, and then they were able to pull out an overtime win, which was great. Sounds like Oregon State's roster right now. They suited up seven last night at, at, at the Palouse in Washington State, and they hung. They only you, lost by four. You got some eligibility left, right? You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know how I feel about going to, and being a beaver, though. Yeah, you know, not no, a beaver. No, no, nor Corvallis. Not a beaver. I'll stay away from the Pacific Northwest Your altogether. good friend Chad and Cat with a K were at the game yeah. celebrating Cat just turned 40. Yeah. You know, and so she's a big Habs fan, so that was good for them to, yeah. to get that done. It was nice to see. Great stuff. Yeah. All right, we come back. We talk a little boxing with the Hall of Fame promoter. Bob Aram is going to join us. We talk some college hoops a little bit later on. Marco D'Angelo will be here. We are live at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. It is a Friday, and for you to come on down here, enjoy the surroundings here inside the Sportsbook, powered by William Hill, and, of course, the food options galore up on the second floor. Your grab-and-go, Block 16, some fine eateries there. And, of course, up in the third floor, STK, Blue Ribbon, just to name a few. It's all up there for you here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Come on out. And as we get ready for a huge college basketball weekend, or I should say a college basketball week, or I should say a college basketball month, that's all happening here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. T.C. Martin Show here on this Friday. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, more from your favorite sports radio physician, the doctor, T.C. Martin. Friday afternoon, Cosmopolitan Las Vegas. Glad to have you here. And uh, next week, we get ready for conference tournaments more. The Mount West Conference Tournament at the Thomas and Mack Center. The... Whack over at the Mandalay Bay, the Pac-12 at the T-Mobile Arena, and uh, I'll be over at the Big West Tournament uh, calling play-by-play. Me and the Big 7-Footer will be uh, my tag team partner as we'll be calling the Big West Tournament in the brand-new arena, the Dollar Loan Center. We've got tickets that will be given away next week for that Monday and Tuesday, so hang tight for that. You can go to the very first event in the brand-new Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Have right? you seen it? Have you been inside? I'm going inside tomorrow for the first time. Oh, it's 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 where the Silver Knights are going to play. Correct, right? yeah, exactly. That's exciting. Right across the street from GVR, from my favorite restaurant from that, I've been, that I've been yeah, trying Hanks. to get you to go to for five years now. I was over by it today. <laughs> what? <laughs> Had to go to, to see my tax accountant. He's over I was going to say, where's my phone call? Yeah, yeah, no, no. There it is. It's quick and then get here. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Double B lives on the other side of town. He, does, he doesn't like to be in a car for more than 25 minutes. Yeah, you know, that's from living in L.A. all those years. I mean, yeah, I stuck know. in traffic for all those times. I'm like, I'll just get there and be done. See, I was in, uh, in Green Bay last weekend. It was beautiful being able to just uh, go like uh, five minutes here, five minutes there. It was, uh, it was outstanding. You What's know? the chatter in Green Bay? What do they talk about there? Oh, do, they, do they mention anything other than Aaron Rodgers there? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like... Uh, go, like, let this bozo go. Okay, he doesn't want to be here. Let him go. Plain and simple. They're more concerned about Devonta Adams right now. 
Okay, the way they look at Aaron Rodgers is like, okay, he got us one Super Bowl. We thought it'd be more. We wish it'd be more. But you know what? You know how it is. You, you don't, you, as a fan, you don't want someone who doesn't want to be there. Trent Dilfer got you one. There it is. Trent, exactly right. <laughs> uh, you got one more than Dan Marino, right? Jeez. Exactly. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I kept saying L.A. They're playing Anaheim tonight. My, my bad. You said L.A. I said, I I said, said L.A. Ducks. I said Anaheim. I said L.A. like yeah. eight times. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing yeah, the Ducks I think tonight. it was only twice. Yeah, that's okay. But, that's I, but see, I didn't correct you on there. I just said Anaheim. They're yeah. playing the Ducks. Anaheim. No, no big deal. That's okay. The Ducks, the Ducks are a fun team. This yeah. will be a great game to watch. 7 yeah. o'clock. Tune in. All right. Uh, so you really struggled today on what to wear, didn't you? You know, it's a good point. I did. I, I, I got up, and I'm looking at it, and, I, and I'm going, uh, huh, do I start pushing UCLA now? Right? I've got some UCLA yeah. stuff ready to go. Yeah. We've got my swag yeah. out. Yeah. And then I know Michigan's done. I mean, they looked terrible against Iowa yesterday, so they're done. So I'm not pushing They did, them. but they look great against Sparty. Yeah, Sparty's you, falling you, apart. But I understand Sparty's that. Done. But you know how the, the Big Ten is. I so, mean, you know? So today I ended up putting the UCLA stuff away for next week. Right. Because the Pac-12 is until next week, even right. though they do have SC this weekend. And I went with uh, uh, the quarter zip underneath of the Knights because I still got to support my Knights. But I went up top with my sweatshirt, my, my Heritage Classic yeah. uh, sweatshirt that I got up there when I visited Jerry the Dentist and I watched uh, Edmonton play uh, uh, Winnipeg down in uh, University of Manitoba Stadium. Over Strong. There. And uh, it's, it's very warm. It was cold outside, so it was nice to have this on. And you wore your sweatshirt looking good. Yeah. Uh, but the Jets need help. <laughs> the Jets need help to get to the playoffs. It's a, it's a, it's a big, big plus. They got to play beat Dallas tonight, and they got to climb. And they're 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 not looking so great right now. Although they're getting a little healthier, Ehlers yeah. is back, and and we'll see how it goes. But uh, boy, would be disappointed if I my both my teams would make lives. Good happen. I mean, that'd be the end of it. I mean, hey. puzzle. I mean, puzzle season fast. And and you kind of knew that the, the Jets were going to struggle a little bit this year. But, no, you know. I did not. Yeah. I actually I thought the Jets had a nice team this year. Uh, with the addition of uh, some of the defensemen, bringing Brandon Dillon over, uh, being healthy on the front line, bringing over uh, uh, Nate Schmidt. Uh, uh, they already had Pionk there, so they, they really had some uh, some improvements on the defensive side. Uh, and Hellebuck is, you know, he's he was sometimes great, sometimes not so great. But the uh, the team has not performed to their level. They fired the coach. You want to make this a hockey Palmers. hour, don't you? Listen, you just yeah. talked about my attire, so I'm going to explain the whole thing, yes. Well, well, I'm talking about the attire because you went through the exact same thing that I went through yes. this morning. The exact same thing. Yeah. I'm going, okay, because every time we come to the Cosmopolitan, <laughs> I, I have to be in some type of theme, you know? Of course. So, of course, you know, the, the hockey wasn't even on my mind. It was all about the hoops. So I said, you know what? I was going to tell Double B that get used to this shirt. I, because you know what, because nice I'm going to be wearing a lot of this they, in, the, in the next month or so. And you know what? They don't win 43 to 42 anymore. They, they don't. They We're don't. talking they, about they my, used to my be very boring, University but of Wisconsin, my Bucky Badger, that I just picked up last weekend while I, while I was in Wisconsin. I was, I was due for a, an upgrade because my last Wisconsin one that I had when I, when I lived back there many, many years ago. So I said, no, nah, i I got to go ahead and, and get a new Wisconsin one. And I sat there, as you know better than anybody, uh, I sat in that department store, uh, you know, going probably for about 48 minutes, looking and trying on all the, all the different ones. I had to get the right one, yeah, as you know. You, you, yes. Yeah, you, you, Jesus, you know I, that firsthand. What a diva. Yeah. Yes, the, uh, uh, I know that firsthand going around the store, sending pictures. <laughs> 
So yeah, that, that is that was the University funny. of Michigan, wasn't that was it? University of Michigan. Yeah. That's exactly and, right. And you scored, and you I see, did. He's and, happy. You, and you see how much I wear that Michigan maize and blue because yes, you, you scored. I did. But yeah, I am a a a, a shirt snob. It's got to be the right one. So anyway, get ready because the Badgers are playing well. They are They're playing going to be well. a number two seed. Yeah. And uh, get used to to seeing this this Bucky Badger shirt. Uh, where do they play? Where do they play their games there? Cole Center in Madison. Cole Center. Is, have you been to a game there? Yes, it's outstanding. Good, good spot. It's outstanding. You know, we talked about football. Do they do the jump before? There? Uh, they, <laughs> they, they, they do do the jump around, but it's not uh, religiously at the end of the third quarter like it is for a football yeah. game. But that's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do want to get to a football game there. Uh, I'm not so interested in their basketball team, although they're better now. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. were always boring. Yeah. And I yeah. always liked Great them. Great atmosphere. They were but good atmosphere. They had the whiteout. The other night against Purdue. Really? Yeah, it's outstanding. Outstanding game against Purdue. Yeah, they beat Purdue. Yeah, they did. Yeah. No, they, they're playing some good basketball. Wasn't there Saturday that one, two, three, four, five, and six lost? Is that one, true? two, three, four, and six? Correct, Mundo. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There it is. So it's it's we, we can hardly wait for for basketball. I will tell you, but this is about basketball. There's one team I'm cheering for. Yeah. And that's UCLA. Yeah, that's the Bruins. Then it's anybody but Duke. Yeah, of course. Anybody but Duke. We're I just that. can't. I don't we'll want to, to see that, that weasel yeah. walk off the oh, court with a really? win. Really? Okay, we'll talk yeah. about Coach K here in a minute. Yeah. All right. Right now, let's, uh, talk, let's talk a little boxing and talk to the Hall of Fame promoter, my man, Bob Arum, top-ranked boxing. Bob, what's going on, my friend? Well, I'm here in beautiful, uh, little rainy Fresno for a big fight tonight. Yeah. Uh, with Jose Ramirez and Jose Petras. That's right, in Fresno, the old Save Mart Center, right, Bob? You love Fresno. I mean, no, yeah, the Sealand Arena, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you like that spot there. Jose Ramirez taking Jose uh, Pedraza, ESPN uh, t- tonight, right? Uh, junior welterweight. ESPN uh, no, Plus. Plus, absolutely ESPN correct. Plus. Yeah. All right, so good. Bob yeah. checking in with us uh, from Fresno. That's uh, that's outstanding. All right, my friend. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, he's back in the ring. We saw the press conference the other day uh, in England against Dylan White. And, uh, you know, explain this, Bob, because I know this went to a purse bid. And, you know, we know uh, Frank Warren is going to be promoting this, uh, you know, you know, back in England. Uh, talk about your involvement and how this thing went to a purse bid uh, regarding Tyson Fury. Well, Frank, uh, Queensbury, and top rank of equal partners uh, in the fight. And we're absolutely thrilled about how the thing has come together. Uh, you know, the day after the press conference, uh, we went on sale and sold 85,000 seats uh, in three hours. 85,000 seats, Wembley Stadium, and you could get 100,000 in there for boxing. Oh, no, uh, only, only if you get... Uh, special permission from the uh, stadium and the town and that's what frank is working on now wow Eighty-five thousand, bob have you ever seen anything like that i mean that beats the thrill in the manila right <laughs> by far by far <laughs> absolutely crazy and, and and uh you know in in the uk as here you you buy the tickets online uh, through Ticketmaster, and uh, when our people logged on, uh, they saw that that Todd told me that there were a hundred and forty-two thousand plus in line to buy tickets before him. 
142,000 plus. It's unbelievable. I don't want to hear anybody say boxing is dead, all right? That's a moronic statement, right, Bob? I mean, that, that proves it. I mean, it's a worldwide sport, and when you get a charismatic guy like Tyson Fury, and we saw what he's done here uh, in Vegas at, at T-Mobile Arena and in MGM before that, um, and I know that you have inquired and looking at, T- at looking at uh, Allegiant Stadium to hold a fight here as well, too. How, how well do you think, and how many tickets do you think you could sell for Tyson Fury to Allegiant Stadium? Uh, 60, 65,000. Yeah. With the right fight, you know, and what's the right fight? Maybe the MMA guy, uh, the UFC heavyweight champion. Uh, he's rehabilitating a knee. Uh, he, when he's ready to go, I'd love to do that fight. That would sell out. Every seat that we had. John, well, that would be something else. <laughs> and, and, and it's just a matter of time before we get a, a big-time boxing match uh, in Allegiant Stadium. And we've seen the concerts. We've seen, uh, you know, soccer matches. And so many things are coming here. So uh, we look forward uh, to that. Sorry, Bob Arum joins us. Tyson Fury and Dylan White. Dylan White refused to show up at the press conference, Bob. What's, what's going on with this? What can you tell us about Dylan White, well, what's, what's if, his problem? If you, if, if you win a purse bid, you, you have to pay him uh, in accordance with the purse bid, which obviously we sent him a contract agreeing to, but there's no upside. And so he says, if there's no upside for me, I ain't going to help the promotion. But, I mean, and that may resonate if you're fighting some fighters but if you're fighting Tyson Fury you're not going to be missed right right because we know that there's uh, only an A side a lot of people like to say there's an A side and a B side with boxing there's only an A side with with Tyson Fury and Dylan White right now so it it, it makes no sense and you know well yeah and 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 also also I mean the greatest salesperson in boxing by far, now, is Tyson Fury. No question about that. And uh, so you don't expect Dylan White to show up at any press conferences at, at all here? He, he, he told us he will show up the week of the fight. Okay. All right. Well, how do you think this fight's going to go, Bob? I, you know, I, I don't think any heavyweight beats Tyson Fury. But, uh, you know, you have to give Dylan White props because uh, he's a tough guy uh, and he has a good, good punch. And it's the heavyweight division, so anything can happen. Bob Arum uh, joins us. Uh, next fight here coming up in Vegas, Shakur Stevenson and Oscar Valdez. That'll be at the MGM Grand. That's coming up uh, in April. Uh, definitely looking forward to that. We've seen uh, what Oscar Valdez can do. Actually, both these guys, we've, we've seen what they could do, Bob. Uh, this is uh, going to be a very intriguing fight. Uh, how, are, how are ticket sales going for that? I don't think we've opened up ticket sales yet. I think we'll do it next week. Uh, but we're going to do really well. Uh, it's that week in Las Vegas is the NFL draft. Right. And there'll be hundreds of thousands of people uh, in uh, Las Vegas for the draft. 
So, I mean, I, I you know, we we did the Tyson Fury Wilder fight. Uh, the last one when <coughs> the couldn't sell tickets to Brits because of the travel ban, uh, and we were concerned. But the Raiders were playing the Chicago Bears the day after uh, the the fight was scheduled, and uh, all remaining tickets were bought by the Chicago Bear fans. Mm-hmm. So I think that if there are any tickets left the last week, all the NFL fans coming in for the draft are going to buy those tickets. All right. We'll look forward to that. All right. Shakur Stevenson and Oscar Valdez coming up at the end of uh, April. All right, Bob, we'll be watching. April 30th. April 30th, right. All right. We will we'll let you go. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. And I know we'll talk to you a lot more uh, before both of these big fights. Uh, enjoy Fresno and uh, get back to Vegas safely. Okay, I'm looking forward. Take, Thank t- you. Take care, buddy. There he is, uh, Bob Aram, the Hall of Fame promoter with uh, uh, top-ranked boxing, and we expect another uh, big summer and fall uh, full of fights. And uh, Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez, that'll be uh, good coming up here April the 30th. And, you know, Bob mentioned the, the draft, and that's going to be our next, you know, big event after, you know, March Madness and everything, Double Bay. Uh, close to a million people is projected to be here for the draft. Is the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas ready for that? Well, you know, we we have lots of meetings to discuss the draft. We had it yeah. a few years ago because uh, it's a puzzling event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of runs like March Madness. It's a Thursday, Friday, kind of fizzle on Saturday and go with some people on Wednesday. A lot of preparation around town for such an event. Uh, I think 600,000 uh, went to Nashville the last time they had the big draft. And, of course, they did the weird drafts the, uh, the last couple of years. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really... One of those things where, of course, our rates are a little bit higher, you know, as we want to make sure that the right people are here enjoying the Cosmopolitan. And uh, it's just a it's an interesting thing because it's something we've never done and we may never do it again, you know, for, for such an event. So uh, April, usually a traditionally fairly slow time, you know, when it comes down to it as people are getting ready for graduations and things like that. Now you clump in maybe. You know, 500,000 people coming into town, and, uh, you know, hopefully it's not gridlock. Hopefully it's not like what we saw when the NBA All-Star game came in and you couldn't get around town. Uh, there was just a bunch of hanger-oners that really weren't spending money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully this is a different crowd, and it's a, a, a fun event. I, It's weird to me that so many people would go to, to watch a draft. Right. It's just a strange thing. I mean, the draft is, to me, kind of uh, dull. Uh, you, you see all the stuff leading up to it. There's not many blockbuster trades. You pretty much know what everybody's going to take, and except for the Raiders. They always take the wrong guy. You know, but other than the Raiders, people pretty much go right according to the, the, the script. I mean, and so, uh, but, it, you know, watching all these people from all over the country fly in to support their team, uh, it, it's it's kind of a strange event, but it is an event, and it's going to be a big deal. So, so you sound like you had some some hesitation or as a group about getting involved to a certain degree. Is it, is well, it because of the clientele? We're, no, we're, we're not. I mean, Caesars owns the rights, right, to to all that stuff. Right. So a lot of the stuff is happening at the link and the Caesars, and it's pretty much right. taking what they put into place. And I think the main thing is we need to protect. You know, our asset and, and the access to get into the from the boulevard and things mm-hmm. like that, and to get into the property. Uh, in the place, the town's going to be full. Yeah. You know, is is are they coming to spend money? Or are they coming to just kind of be a, a part of the whole thing? Right. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'd have to go back and look at some of the results from Nashville to see, uh, you know, what, what, it, what it really did for the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, you know, the, the town has grown up quite a bit since the uh, debacle that was the NBA All-Star game. Mm-hmm. We have many more venues and things for people to do. And, uh, you know, we just hosted the NHL All-Star game and the Pro Bowl over the same weekend, and it was done fairly flawlessly. Right. The town did a great job. Uh, getting people around. I mean, they were all over the place. They did things up in downtown Summerlin, out at Lake Las Vegas. And then, of course, uh, you know, we're, we're shooting shots at the at the Bellagio Fountain. Yeah. So uh, I think that the the, the, the the town has learned a lot about these events as we've become a, a sports uh, uh, spot in the country. And, uh, you know, look, this is all leading up to the Super Bowl in two years. So uh, it should be fun. You know, it's in it's uh, been chronicled. Uh, about the NBA All-Star Weekend. I, I was not here during that point in time. But, you know, you're talking about at that point in time, it was at Thomas and Mack Center, and you had a venue that seats, you know, 18,000 for that. But to kind of compare that to the amount of people that would come for a draft uh, is crazy because, you know, you have people hanging around. this For an NBA All-Star game or, you know, even any type of All-Star game, that you just have a limited capacity in an indoor building, like an NHL game or NHL All-Star game, it, it seems weird that you would get that many people here in Vegas for that. Now, with the, the it, it draft. Was, it was surprising. I was here. Yeah. <laughs> I was here, and you could not go anywhere. Oh, in fact, you could not drive anywhere. And I mean anywhere. But so you had to just doing? basically walk. Because 18,000 could only get in the building, right? No, so. there, were, there were people that were just there to be part of the scene. Wow. And they were uh, and not some the, people that weren't, not weren't, you weren't overly lawful. Yeah. And it was right. not a great experience for the town. Right. But, uh, again, I think that the, the, the town's learned a lot more from that. And I don't think you'll see that, hopefully, during the uh, NFL uh, draft. You got it. Marco D'Angelo in the house. He's going to join us next hour. Marco steps in here real quick as we talk about that. Uh, Marco, you you a big fan of the draft? Uh, you and your Pittsburgh Steeler uh, buddies? Well, I'm going to be <laughs> interested in this year's draft because I want to see what quarterback we uh, if we go that route or not. But uh, actually, I won't even be in town that week, and I didn't realize uh, the date we're going to be out of town. So I'll miss all that. But as far as the Super Bowl, you hit the nail on the head. I think this is a great practice run to try to see. It's not going to be as big as the Super Bowl, obviously, but – you're going to get a taste of it and what you need to do around town because we haven't seen anything like the Super Bowl. Interesting point, Double B. You hit the nail on the head comparing it to what you do here with hoops and hops and everything for March Madness. Thursday, Friday, huge, kind of tails off a little bit on, on Saturday. NFL draft the exact same format because that's exactly what they do. They have, you know, the first round is on a Thursday night. Next round is on, on Friday. Then they do the like you know, yeah, rounds what four through seven are on Saturday, and then it kind of does dwindle a little bit. So, yeah, you know, similar format when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I I know people are excited. I will also be out of town, as it turned <laughs> out. Uh, my my daughter's graduating from the University of Michigan yeah, that weekend, right. so uh, very excited for her that weekend. But uh, oh, good! Uh, that's another trip to the bookstore for uh, me. Another trip right. to the bookstore. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I have to get my camera ready to take some pictures there. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's a lot of preparation, and uh, you know we're 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 working with the LVCA to help us out to kind of guide us through the stuff, and our, you know our fine security t- uh, team here uh, to make sure the people who come uh, and visit the Cosmopolitan feel secure. All right, all right. Looking uh, looking forward to see all that shakes out, but it will be a spectacle. It'll be an event. Like I said, you know we thought we were going to have it, uh, uh, you know, last year, and it got got taken away. So we'll. Uh, 
We'll wait and see. But uh, numbers between 700,000 to possibly a million people uh, merging on Las Vegas. And like you said, this is not an outlier thing. It, they're all going to be here, like you said, on the Strip. I yes. mean, you don't come to Las Vegas to be part of the NFL draft festivities if you're going to Summerlin or, or Henderson, right? So it's you, they're going to be here. And maybe I'll try to find my way out of town as well, too. Yeah, <laughs> make, I, make, it a, make it a trifecta, a clean sweep there. Yeah, that? I looked at the dates. I'm like, oh, what a disappointment. All yeah. right, I'll be okay. What a shocker. <laughs> All right. College basketball, plenty of that to talk about. We are going to hit that next hour as well, too. Marco D'Angelo in the house. We'll uh, talk about that. And uh, a big weekend here in Las Vegas. The WCC tournament in town. That's right, quarterfinal action. Getting ready to take place tomorrow with that. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright uh, in town. Uh, USF taking on uh, the winner of BYU and Loyola Marymount tonight. So could be a BYU-USF uh, game there. And then, uh, you know, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, uh, the number one and two seeds. Gonzaga won, St. Mary's two. They are off till the semifinals on Monday. So uh, always a great tournament at the Orleans Arena and the uh, WCC tournament. And then everyone else coming to town next week as well, too. So we're looking forward to all that. We'll talk about conference tournaments and a big college basketball Saturday and Sunday coming your way here. We'll dive into that next. It is the T.C. Martin Show live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. It is showtime, baby. Here we go. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. is going on. He's feeling it, and you can see he's rising to the occasion. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Oh, awesome baby with a cap of the line. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. This is your captain, baby. Hey, come with me. The doctor is now in. Friday afternoon, hour number two, Cosmopolitan to Las Vegas, the spot right here on the Las Vegas Strip inside the sportsbook powered by William Hill. And get ready, we got a big college basketball weekend, a week and weeks to come here in Las Vegas. We got five, that's right, count them five, NCAA college basketball championships taking place. We're covering it all for you here. And of course, the mega party at Hoops and Ops coming your way starting on March the 17th, 18th, and 19th. The Belmont Ballroom upstairs will be broadcasting live on Thursday and Friday the 17th and the 18th. It's part of our tradition. It's fantastic. It is the best party in Las Vegas. I'll say the world. I'll say it. It is because it's the best. I mean, how many how many screens double B? Uh, well, <laughs> just, I don't know. There's, there's, uh, you can't miss the game. You can't, you can't miss any of the games. So, it, is, it is so much fun. And uh, to, to get back, and again, we, I, I enjoyed last year because yes. we pulled it off, and it kind of kicked us off into seeing what we could do. And, and as we ease a little bit of restrictions, now we're, we're wide open here in Las Vegas, and it's just going to be an extraordinary party. So in the Belmont. I remember the first year that we started doing the show here. This is going back, what, four or five years now, and we were promoting Hoops and Hops. And I remember us talking, and I had the sheet, and I'm going, wait a minute. It says, and I can't remember the number. It was something like 10 or 12, 22-foot screens. And I said, well, well, that's got to be a misprint. What is that? Not 22 inches, obviously, because it's like, (laughs) I mean, what what are we talking about? You know, no, 22 feet. That is a circumference within the three-point line. 
Think about that. That's how big these screens are at the Belmont Ballroom. And again, the AV crew, everybody here at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, is our man? Uh, is our man? Uh, 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 Engineer Mike in charge of this all, all you know. Uh, he's, his team is there, but yeah, he's it's there. Our, our PSAV team and 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 Fedor, you know Fedor, Fedor of course. Yeah. It's his it's his Mr. baby. Yeah. And uh, Sophia and David and the team, they yeah. just do a magnificent job. Yeah. Uh, tailor making events. They, we've taken great feedback from our guests throughout the years, and people who are particular, like myself, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, you know, it's this funny. Is true. It's funny. They 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 called me up. They said, uh, they, okay, when are you going to be for this one? And when are the nights planned? And do I have to be prepared to have a Jets game up? And I said, well, no, you'll be okay. Uh, I, I got, I'll be at the Knights game that's there. They, it's on Thursday night and and, and, and Sunday or Saturday. I said, so no, you don't have to make that that thing. But they're no. they're really good people, and it's just it's such a great experience because you get just table loads of people from all these different. Uh, uh, colleges, yeah, and they just they're just having a ball, and it's a way for people to meet uh, that you have maybe haven't connected with in years, and it's just yeah. it's it's a lot of fun, uh, uh, and everybody's looking forward to it. Big in Canada, yeah, big across the U.S. Absolutely. Everybody's excited. Absolutely. So uh, hoops and hops back in action, and uh, we're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be that. I remember, and so- my daughter will be here. Oh, outstanding! Brooke, Brooke is coming in uh, with some friends. And she'll be obviously, wearing some uh, big blue. Obviously, Michigan is not going to make the tournament unless they uh, yeah. somehow win the Big Ten. But uh, it, it, they're they're excited to experience it, you know, because they they missed a year and now they're 22 years yeah. old and they're all seniors ready to go. So she's all excited right. to come out with some. And, friends and Brooke, and a big sports fan, I mean, she's at the Big House. She goes to Chrysler Arena. She yeah. goes to these hockey games there as well. well too. You, you yeah. got to see a game in Yost. Yeah, you got it's, it's fantastic. It, what an experience! And Chrysler's great, and of course the Big House. Yeah. I remember. Uh, them setting up last year because we went up there uh, a day or two before and when it was up in the Chelsea yeah. and they said uh, okay well we can't do anything because we're waiting to hear back from Double B about this screen <laughs> right here because remember the, the big debate last year yes. was how was it oh where where we're we going to do on the giant screens the quad the, the quad. four games in one or what and they go what do you think and yeah. so i gave my opinion this uh, well it doesn't matter what you think we, we, we're gonna double b here's the double b says they wouldn't do anything different for the top versus the it was like a strike that went on <laughs> hold on guys stop go go get some lunch we're gonna wait to hear back from double b uh, make the funny. almighty decision yeah because those guys they're great, but I, you know, they needed to, to hear from the sports per- people, right? Well, you know, they are great, but maybe they're not, uh, you know, a sports-minded yeah, when, yeah, it, yeah, when yeah. it comes to viewing of these games. And, and, and they, they got it dialed in, though, when the games are on, like you said. Oh, they it. don't get to a commercial. They move to the sound of the right game, yeah. and they've done just a great job. And, again, they'll be shooting hoops again next year. You can, this year you get your, your free throws get, in yeah, and ready to go. Yeah. We'll be up there Thursday and Friday. Absolutely. Yeah. What, looking forward to it. Okay, hoops and hops. Uh, get your tickets. Only a few left. At CosmopolitanLasVegas.com. And wait, I mean, next, I mean, we maybe we bring Trevor on next week to talk about his big pick. <laughs> You're right. Oh, no, no. It's after it because yeah, yeah. it won't be the Sunday. Sunday. Selection yes. Sunday. Yeah. So, so we'll bring him on. We'll bring him on that Thursday. Yeah, there you yes, go. And see what, see what right. he says. Are we going to get massages this year again? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, I think we are. You know what? I, I, I One of my greatest moments, Marco, was getting a massage while I was doing the show. From the lovely Megan at the time, who's no longer here. Cause no, Megan, Megan's still with the company. She's, she's bouncing around. She's, yeah. she's, she helps out uh, in two at their various properties in there. Yeah. Uh, but she, uh, yeah, I mean, he was drooling during the thing. I mean, yeah. for crying out loud. I'm like, hey, TC, wake up. There's I kept a show my composure. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I mean, bucket of chicken in one hand, you know, and then getting a massage, you know, yeah. on the shoulder. You a got a bucket of chicken. <laughs> Coming soon, my friend, no doubt. Yeah. Blue Ribbon. Marco, what's up, brother? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to get over you keeping me parked yesterday because you had uh, <laughs> uh, the girl in the studio talking about her Instagram and uh, bikinis at the beach. And <laughs> he told the producer, let Marco wait. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we had, a, we had an intern that came in yesterday, and uh, she was, like, checking out the show, and she was, like, peeking through the glass. And uh, we said, well, come on in. And next thing you know, she came on in, and then we said, okay, get on the air. And she's going, no, no, no. Next thing you know, she's enjoying it. And meanwhile, Marco's on the phone. I'm going, well, wait a minute. This is this is too good here. <laughs> and we're talking food and everything else, little sports. And you didn't mind waiting, did you? Uh, I, I know where I'm at on the food chain. <laughs> We know where you're at with a handicapping, my friend. Double B, this guy, we know how he tore it up with us in football. It was ridiculous. Unbelievable. This guy hit like 78%. It was yeah. insane. And, and if we ask him today, I bet he still knows what his football record was on the show, right? <laughs> uh, I'd have yeah. to look at back. He, well, you, but it was he goes, no, good. no, TC, I'm 33-8. and eight. <laughs> it, was, yeah, I, it was like that. I said something like, oh, he's, he's 31-8. and eight. Excuse me, I'm, I'm now 39-11. I'm now and 11. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't keep track or oh, anything. Oh, no, no. He's got exactly. to. He's, what an exceptional football so, year. In basketball, you know, it, it's, it's now crunch time. It's crunch time to see if these teams get in. So, so Marco, sure Marco's got some good selections. He's, he's doing all the work for us. So, here, so here's what, yesterday. So we, we go down the board yesterday because they had a pretty decent you know board last night. And uh, he gives us UC Riverside over in the Big West. And yeah. he said it perfectly. He goes, they were getting two points as an underdog to uh, Fullerton. I think the number two seed. The one or two seed in there. And he goes, no, nope, something's just not right. This and that. Riverside, boom. He nails it. Of course. Winner, winner outright. My exact words was something smells like five-day-old fish. Right. Oh, That's what they, they were first place at the time. They were tied with Long Beach. Right. First place in the conference, and they were only laying two points at home last night. It hmm. just did not smell right, and uh, Riverside came through. Very I good. hadn't got the final yet. Till I got your your text because I was I, watching I, it. Yeah, we were yeah, uh, yeah. we were eating after the game last night. Yeah, you know, early game, so we had a late dinner, and uh, I get the text. I said, "Oh, okay, Riverside won." <laughs> Cashier, <laughs> there you go. The basketball is just crazy. That we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Watching this game because I asked you about NC A uh, and T versus Longwood. North Carolina A and T. Longwood's a seven point favorite. They win by fourteen in overtime. Right. Right. I mean, you got the dead wrong side the whole time, and you go to the window. I don't know what it is right? with yeah. you. In North Carolina A and T, because if you remember, you you were asking me about that that team. I don't know if it was football was. or basketball last year. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're asking me you know, what's they their just, mascot or whatever. Yeah, I know they're green. That's all I know. Uh, I just I, they, they yeah. just were the first one on there, so I was like, I wonder who won that. Well, game. you just like the name Longwood. That's Longwood. Like. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna root for them. I hope they make the tournament. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they got in today. Yeah, apparently, it was a bad beat because all I saw on gambling Twitter today was that prayers if you had uh, that team. Yeah, today. you late seven. Yeah. You're by fourteen in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like the Auburn oh. game the other night. Auburn go, goes overtime against Mississippi State, yeah. and it was crazy. So I started listening to this game on the radio when I was driving around. And, and by the way, if you guys – and I know you got Sirius XM, right? Yeah. If you ever get a chance to listen to an Auburn broadcast, please listen to it. Okay. I don't know who it is, but this co- he's an old coach for Auburn. Yeah. And I'll just tell you this is what he said here. And I'll try to do the accent, but I'll, I'll probably get that wrong because you, you, you Numbchuck knows how bad I am with the accents. There was a foul called on Auburn, and he goes, I'm about ready to get my pistol. We'll go after that referee if he called that one wrong. Oh, my goodness. What he said? That's what he said? On the air. Yeah. I'm about ready to get my pistol if he got that one wrong. Oh, my Lord. And the guy's name is Sonny. So, Numbshot, you can look it up. But, and he now says, you got that right, Sonny. <laughs> it's like, yeah. The worst bad, week, bad beat of the week, though, in overtime. 
I was on it, unfortunately. Mm. I had Syracuse Monday night against uh, oh, wow. North Carolina. Plus no. eight. Right. Winning the game outright the whole second half. Yeah. And whenever they t- – I said, whatever you do, just do not tie this game. They tie it. In, 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 yep. That's where dogs go to Don't lot. you hate so, that when you get like that? Just, mm. okay, you know, you're getting a couple points. So just end on one. End on end. two. Don't go yeah. overtime. I'm getting eight. I'm not supposed to exactly. lose an overtime. But no, still, you don't like to see that, even no. though you're getting eight, because you know you can get outscored by ten. But yeah. And it happened. It happened. Same thing with Auburn-Mississippi State. I mean, Auburn had a 12-point lead at halftime. They're up like 13, 15 the whole time. And these guys are going, yeah! I'm not kidding. They're going, yeah! Ooh, there we go, Tiger! Whoop them! Yeah! And then all of a sudden, so I go out to eat, right? I'm thinking, okay, this game's in the books, you know? Because I'm, I'm laying four with Auburn. I'm going, and then next thing I go, I'm in the restaurant. All of a sudden, Mississippi State's ahead by five. With like six minutes to go, I'm going, what the heck happened here? And then and I look, and they outscored by 20. I go, how does this happen? So then I go, okay, I, I got to go back and you know get in the car and listen. And then I go home, and, and I couldn't handle this guy anymore. So I go and, and watch the last few minutes, right? And they, they Auburn down by two, hits the shot with like two seconds to go, sends it to overtime. I'm going, oh, man, I, I needed overtime in that yeah. situation. Auburn wins by 13. Oh, there you go. Won by 13. It was never in doubt, TC. Yeah, you should never have never looked at your phone. Exactly. It, right. ru- it ruined your Freddy's meal, I'm sure. It, it did. Well, it wasn't Freddy's. I was at <laughs> yeah. Green Valley Ranch. Uh, it ru- ruined Hank's meal. Yeah, it wasn't at Hank's. It was another restaurant. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not, not quite. Ah, unbelievable. So there you go. Yeah, this is the time, though. Don't we love this time of year? I mean. Uh, March Madness. I mean, that's. We talk about football in the playoffs, you know, in the way it's designed. We got we had Cincinnati get in this year, but you know that was a rare exception. It's going to be the cream of the crop. This is the only time of the year where you have the little team has their chance. They can go out on the court. We've seen Loyola make a big run a couple of years ago. Sister Jean and everything. How about and Butler made it to the final game? Yeah, yeah. beat by a long shot by Duke. That's your, your what team. makes yeah. to me college basketball yeah. so exciting. Yeah, you well, look at I mean, you go back to the Villanovas, the NC States. I mean, these teams had no business being there, and they were able to cut down the nets. So it's 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 a lot of fun, and the buzzer beaters and the the excitement of the first round and second round and. Uh, hopefully we get some of those that make a good long run again this time. As long as they don't knock off the old mighty UCLA Bruins, we'll be in good shape. Sonny <laughs> Smith is the uh, the analyst. Sonny Smith. Smith. That, that oh, says it all. Sonny Smith. That's Thank a... you, Assist C. Win. There you go. Yeah, yeah Sonny Smith. Go, go check him out. I'm going to have to listen to an Auburn Wait, Let's find out when Auburn plays. Dumbchuck, go look that up. We, we can look up. Saturday. Saturday's game. You know, I know they got to be playing Saturday. We, we're going to look that up, and then uh, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it, and I'm going to – Say double B, turn into this channel. We gotta have him on the air. <laughs> yeah, we gotta hear that accent. I'm gonna go get my pistol. <laughs> Jeez. My 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 grandmother, she was a huge Tennessee Vols fan, huge, and she she hated Joby Hall worse than anything. Oh, okay. She said, "I hate you, Joby. You sit down, Joby." <laughs> so when Joby just passed away this week, I thought, I thought about my grandmother. Oh, my wow. that was too that was too much. It was always a, a, a fun moment because you just scream hey, at. All right, guys. Uh, we start getting ready for these conference tournaments. Hey, TC. Who is the best uh, best conference right now? Best conference right now, top to bottom. Who gets the most teams in the tournament? Marco, what are you thinking? Big 12's got some really good teams. Um, I, you know, I like the top, you know, three, four teams out of that conference. Of course, you always have the ACC with Duke. I don't think North Carolina is as good as their record is. I just don't like them on defense. And there's going to be a lot of attention. I don't want to bring up his name again, but Coach K. Uh, a lot of attention on Duke making a run this year with Coach K in his final season. 
And you've got Purdue and Wisconsin out of the Big Ten. Those are the those are the two that uh, I like out of the Big Ten. See what happens. But TC, I got a question for you. You're yep. covering the Big West this season and first uh, event there. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the first round games with these teams playing some first half unders. And my thinking is it's going to be a totally different sight line for these teams. It's a brand-new arena. Yep. It's, you know, the rim, rims, as you want to say, might be just a tad tight. Correct. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think you're on to something there. Anytime you get into new venues, and a lot of people talk about depth perception when it comes to the, the domes, where we see that a lot, and that usually holds true as well too. But, yeah, uh, we've seen that before. Um, playing at the Orleans with some of these these teams, when you don't have a game in a building like that, it, it happens. You don't get it so much at the Thomas and Mack Center because all of those teams are used to playing there because yeah. it's UNLV's home. Right. But I, I agree with you. And uh, I told WB I'm going over there tomorrow to check out the layout and everything and get a look at the, the sight lines and the court and everything. But, yeah, I think that, that goes into play. And for the most part, too, you don't have a bunch of great high-percentage shooting teams in this conference as well, too. You know, even Long Beach State, they don't shoot a, a great percentage, or Fullerton were, were the top two teams there. But I think you might be on something there, Marco. Exactly. Yeah, I like, I like that the strategy. Floor, the floor, everything, because yep. the floor never been played on before. It could be a little bit slick, you know. I mean, you, yeah, yeah the, the depth is off. Like when they play in those ballrooms down in the Atlantis and things yes. like that, it's kind There's of strange enough. to see. Yeah. Uh, but to go back to the conferences, yes. I think uh, uh, the Big Ten is top to bottom probably the best one, probably get the most. However, don't go to sleep on the Big 12. The Big 12, I mean, Baylor just won it last year, and they are deep. And there's going to be some teams that are maybe middling in there that could come up and surprise people. I think the most overrated is the one, that, the, the Big East. The Big East will probably get seven teams in, and none of them will make it to the second weekend, personally. Uh, I think they're, they're vastly overrated, the Big East. So I'm going to take a stand against them. And traditionally, you take the stand against the SEC, it's right. Kentucky and everybody else. Right. You know what? The SEC might have some better teams this year, so you might want to take a look at it. Probably the most disappointing to me is the is the Pac-12 played so well in the tournament last year, and they might get four, probably three. Oregon probably has right. to play themselves in. So yeah. it's disappointing to see them slip after having such a good tournament last year from 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 the bigger side. I think the ACC the ACC is overrated either. I don't think any of those teams will be uh, making it to the Great Eight. So uh, it or the Elite Eight, whatever they call it these days. I know you're biased to UCLA, but after Arizona. We've seen all of the other teams behind, and even Arizona had, you talked about the top six teams mm-hmm. last week losing all on the same day, which we've never had happen. Yeah. But everybody in the Pac-12 has had one or two of those just clunker games this year, and that bo- that bothers me. Yeah, yeah. UCLA has been uh, ravaged with injuries or COVID concerns, and they went that, that month straight without having fans, which kind of lost a little interest. So it all depends on health and where things are going at the time. Uh, last year, UCLA lost to Oregon State, who made a miracle run to the Elite Eight, and now they're like three wins on the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, going into the tournament, UCLA had to be a play-in, yeah. and then they caught on, on a sizz. So you never know what could happen and, and as, as they get that, that kind of week to prepare and, and maybe get healthy. Mm. See, I like the Big East. And yeah, I, I know you do. I, I, I like the Big East because I love those schools where basketball is the priority. You're playing in smaller venues. And not just that, 
But you can make a case. Villanova is rock solid this year. Okay, I don't think Villanova is going to get upset and, and, and knocked off. They can play. But then you look, it, UConn this year is a very good team as well, too. No, I'm telling you. And then you can make a case for Seton Hall, Marquette, St. John's. I mean, they're going to get probably, like I said, six teams in there. But you know what we saw with UCLA last year? And you mentioned Oregon State and a couple of teams. It would not surprise me to see one of those teams that get hot because they got some tremendous athletes there. And you know what those guys do? Every one of those teams, they rebound the basketball. And they hit the offensive glass big time. Those Guard play is huge, as we know, in the NCAA tournament. All of those teams have big-time guards, and they rebound hard. Uh, I just love watching the Big East, and I love Madison Square Garden. You put all that together, I think you're going to get some, uh, you know, I think Double B's got some East Coast bias here. I mean, he's, he's I, West Coast bias. He's anti-Big anti East. They give you so much from the East Coast bias, mm-hmm. and I've watched those teams play, and, and Jay Wright's an exceptional coach. Yeah. I mean, and, and Villanova's a great team. They're maybe the only team that can go. The rest of them are not making it out. No chance, yeah. no way. You know, I'd be rather, I'm interested to see if the teams like Houston, Memphis, and all these oh, other teams from the South, I, are, I, they, are, they, are they ready to step up to that next level. I don't know. I think Houston is. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even mention the the Providence. Yeah, Providence, which has been. They've been a surprise to me. Yeah. You look at that roster, and you look, it is like, how do they have this record? And how do they keep finding ways to win games that you know go down to the wire? Like, I think they had. Uh, overtime game against Xavier a uh, couple games back, and they should have lost the game. They But they get the game into overtime, and then they pull away and cover. The one thing about the Big East back in the day, and I'm from Pittsburgh, so I loved Big East basketball. The original Big the East, original, yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem with the Big East was after they got out of it, because that conference, those teams, they played physical basketball. Mm-hmm. And when you make that run, you play the four games in four days and you win the big – they're done when they get to the yeah. to the big tournament. They beat them. And that's where you start to see some of these teams that already have – they know they're a number one seed or a number two seed locked up. Coaches won't publicly say it. They don't mind losing in the first or second round of the conference tournament because all it does – is you get beat up if you're if you're in and you're going to be somewhere between a five or to eight seed what difference does it make yeah. right i mean you, you still got to win those games and it gives you some time to rest and recoup speaking of pittsburgh what happened to pittsburgh they were a great basketball team for like two decades and now they're just horrific jamie dixon left yep and that, is that ben, How- ben, ben Howell before him. Ben Howell before him, yep. Jamie Jamie Dixon. Dixon. But Dixon, where, where'd he go? Where is he? TCU. Yeah. Oh, and they were competitive. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're a decent yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's, that's just, to me, because I, I, I watched the game the other night, I think they lost by 30 yeah. to yeah. Duke. Not, and, I mean, you know I don't like Duke. They've so had a lot of injuries this year. They oh, lost they their best starting guard at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. to an injury. Then they had to boot one off the team. Yeah. They got into an alter. It, it was just a nightmare for, mm-hmm. for Pitt. Yeah. And then you get Pitt now in the ACC, and again, I just, I, 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 I just, I, I, I can't, I can't stand that. So I'll, I'll be watching the Big East. I'll be a Big Ten too. And again, um, I look at this Michigan team, and I know that people are are anti-Michigan. They got too many losses, but they got some really good wins as well too. But this is what these guys do. They just beat each other up there. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm not with Sparty this year. Uh, sorry, C. Win, but uh, this—I mean, when when Hauser is kind of like your go-to guy in the low post, you got problems. I mean, you know, this this guy was mediocre at best when he was at Marquette. Him and his brother, 
but this is not your typical you know Michigan State team. Uh, they do turn the ball over like they, they, they normally do. But, uh, yeah, I don't like Michigan State. But I don't mind Michigan. Ohio State is another team that makes me sick. Uh, they, 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 they turned it up a notch the other night, but they were dreadful the other night. But when you look at Purdue and you look at Wisconsin, uh, th- those guys. Illinois is a good team. Illinois. Thank yeah, you. Iowa's, Iowa. Tough. Yeah. Those four teams, rock solid, yeah. rock solid, and all four of those could make a serious run. No doubt about it. Michigan was number five in the country when the year started. I know. And they aren't even close to that. But and that's it's been a huge disappointment this year. Then you got your coach throwing punches uh, late in the game. Yeah. And when I saw things are falling apart yeah. there uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. And I, I do not expect them to get to get the bid uh, at all. I'd be surprised if they did. Um, to me, the, the most surprising team in the country has been Arizona. I mean, they get a coach replacing a, a Sean Miller. Sean Miller. Uh, uh, that, that was kind of an unheralded coach that goes down there. They get these trees. Mark, Mark that are, assistant that are, at Gonzaga. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. And they get these guys that are big and they're physical, yeah. but you didn't really know if they could play. And now they've gelled to the point where, you know, they're legitimately going to be the one seed out of the West. And, or not, well, maybe it depends on where Gonzaga is. Well, be one we, of the one we saw Arizona and Michigan early on at T-Mobile Arena. And when I saw the size of that Arizona team, it just blew me away. I, I said, and those guys, remember, I mean, they, they blasted, you know, Michigan in, at T-Mobile, you know, going back in what, November. Yeah. And uh, I just think this Arizona team has been solid from the get-go here. And I think they are the quality of the of the Pac-12. Hate to say that, Double B, but hopefully we're watching a a final on that Saturday night with Arizona and UCLA. I think that'd be it, let's let's see them do it again. Um, yeah, they, but, they'd split during the regular season. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be a great game. Uh, hopefully Johnny Juzang will be back because yeah. uh, you know he's uh, their best player. Yeah, you know, and uh, they've got some great great. Stuff Tiger Campbell's been injured too. Tiger, oh yeah, I mean he's the point guard. Yeah. Uh, but they've gotten some good. Uh, Clark has stepped up pretty well and. Um, uh, Jules Bernard's played a lot better, and 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 of course, uh, Hawkes is 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 just a, a fantastic ball player to watch. So, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see who's healthy and who's ready to go. I mean, it's it's an endurance run, and it should be fun. How, how surprised are you guys about Oregon? Because I can't figure this team out. I can't either because I mean, they beat been UCLA a... every time I watch them, and they aggravate me. Yeah, and that court is annoying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I hate that. It's so, the worst. Yeah. It's yeah. the worst. I'm like, I'm like, I keep my my eyes can't even yeah. focus on it. But we, you talk about UCLA, the way they came out, you know, last year. Uh, again, didn't even know they were going to make the tournament or not, and, and, and then boom, the run. Then the Oregon State situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Oregon State, like, would they come in as a nine seed or you know whatever that was that that run? They might can, be can, or, can, can, yeah, can Oregon be the eleventh seed? You're right. Yeah. Can 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 Oregon be that team? Because they definitely have talent. But, man, Dana Altman's a great coach, but they are hard to figure. Yeah, they don't score much. <laughs> I mean, you watch their games, they just slow it down, and just they're kind of not fun to watch. But, yeah, maybe they could. I mean, there's going to be a team that comes out of nowhere. I mean, it, there always it, is. There yeah. always is. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Oregon, you they'll put a three- or four-game streak together, and you think, okay, here it is. They're gelling at the end of the season at the right time. And then they throw a clunker like they did against Washington. You know, it, it just – I'm – not impressed. I like Arizona. UCLA at times has shown me a lot. I'm, I don't like U, USC at all. Uh, I don't. Neither do I. You know, Mobley's a nice player, but again, another team that can't shoot from the perimeter, can't hit their free throws. I mean, again, that X that for me. Any team that uh, is a poor, poor shooting team, I'm done with. 
it, once you get to the you know the tournaments and then you're playing every other day, you know depth becomes a little bit of a factor. And you want teams. We talked about it before in the show. I like to have teams that have more than one go-to guy. Right. Because if you get in foul trouble or you know that guy has an off night, you're done. Your season's over. I like to have the depth and uh, multiple scores, scoring options, and that's what you got to look at. And when we get to tournaments. People overreact to one game. You know, somebody squeaks by. I like taking that team that squeaked by in their their next game because they've experienced everything that they need to experience. You had a tight game. Somebody, you know, that's rolling every game. Now, we see it every year when Gonzaga in St. Mary's comes here. You almost can pencil in, the you know, the championship game. It's all schematics mm-hmm. till you get to that point. But when you finally have somebody, you know, throw that punch at you and you're in a fight, if you haven't had any close games, you don't know how you're going to react until you have it. Right. And, I, and I like taking teams coming off a close win. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's been rare these last few tournaments. You get a Baylor that wins comfortably every game or Villanova that wins comfortably every game. So it's usually where they struggle mightily in a game and they get by and then they, they, they maybe go on from there. So, right. you know, we'll see. It's, 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 it's going to be great. And when you see the top six teams lose on a given day, you know it's wide open. Yeah. It was a Saturday. They were all road teams. I always like, we had this discussion on one of the shows I, I do at Wager Talk, and I said, when I look at my handicapping and I'm looking at home court, I give an extra half point or a point to the home team on Saturdays just because, especially if it's a night game. Yeah. It's a different crowd than you've got on a, a Tuesday night or a Wednesday mm-hmm. night, you know, and you've got the big games, you know, you know, won't be a bigger one this week than Duke and North Carolina. Again, Coach K, the final time for that meeting and that. And it'll be hyped up, and you'll have to pay a price if you want Duke. You know, you're yep. not going to get Coach in his, his last home game. Oh, ever. yeah, it's going to be you inflated. Know, yeah, yeah, you know, so you got to look and pick your spots. But, uh, yeah, you know, any team can win on any given day. But, you know, you see the upsets happen on Saturdays more often than not. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And back to the conference talk, guys. You know, we talked about the SEC. Uh, you know, Auburn is that team uh, that is is probably better than Kentucky, you know, right now. And there are a couple other teams in there that are, are playing pretty what, well. What were they ranked when the year started? Where's that? Auburn. Auburn? Were they ranked at all? They're, they're, yeah, they were a top ten team. Yeah. Yeah. They were top ten. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. realize that because oh, I, yeah, Bruce Pearl's done a, as much as I huh. despise him. Uh, <laughs> you know, he is. Uh, he, he, I didn't he, realize he, they were supposed to be that good. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're showing given, it. On any given night, you've got Tennessee, Arkansas, and Alabama. Exactly, they can pull it. They, yeah. they can Alabama shocked out. a bunch of teams. Yeah. Right, and then they play down to their opponents. Yeah. And they did that last week in their last game, where they got they got blasted again. So I'm off the Alabama bandwagon now because I love that team, uh, but I loved Herb Jones, and Herb Jones was kind of an unsung guy, and he went off to the NBA. Now he's having a great NBA career. Not many people saw him doing that, but he was kind of the glue. And Quinterly and some of these other guys, they're just not really, really getting it done. Tennessee is another team. I look at Tennessee and I go, really? I remember that game where they played Texas in a non-conference game. It was 52 to 51. I'm going, you know, forget really? both of these teams. They both <laughs> shot like 19%. But then t- Tennessee, I don't think they've lost since then. You know, I mean. At Arkansas. Yeah. We, we had them a couple weeks ago. Exactly. They were coming off the Kentucky right, win. Right. And that's what's happened with these teams. Yeah. In the conference, that's why I love college basketball because you have the highs and lows yeah. of a 30-game season. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get to the next segment and talk about the individual games tomorrow, I do want to talk about the American, though, in Houston and Memphis. You brought up both those teams. Mm-hmm. Those teams can play. And Memphis, 
was not healthy earlier on, and Penny Hardaway, you know, had to defend his team, saying, "Listen, wait till our guys get healthy." And now they're starting to get healthy. Uh, you know, Cincinnati—they're—they're they're not uh, very good, but Houston—they can ball out, and and, and and so can Memphis. So watch watch these teams. And Houston has no mercy. Yeah, I mean, they were, we talked about yesterday. They were favored by 16 against Temple. I said, "Hey, Marco, should I take a shot with Temple?" They blew by 40. Yeah, because they, they shot poorly in that first game and still beat them. I right. said, I'm, you know, it's always tempting when you see Temple yeah. and you see points, you know, a, a lot of points, double yes. digits, you want to take. And I, I told you, I said, I can't Aaron take McKee them. coaches that team. You guys probably remember him, former Temple Allen. Houston, Houston last year ran into Baylor, right? Is that who knocked them out? Do you remember in the tournament? Because they were, they were, they were yeah. humming yeah. right along. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Baylor that got them. So. If you remember on Memphis, you talk about how good they're playing. Last year, Memphis was the team that had all those problems with the COVID and all the cancellation. They went almost right. like three a three-week stretch, if I remember, where they didn't play a game last year. Yeah. And then, you know, got hot when they got everybody back at the end of the season. Same way Baylor missed games last year. And I thought it was a blessing for them because right. they didn't have injuries. They had fresh legs. They got back in time to get enough games under their belt to you know get the rust away and they ran it to a national championship yeah because their, their, their big game against Gonzaga was postponed right yeah, yeah. right then, exactly yeah. all right Cosmopolitan Las Vegas here on a Friday talking some college hoops when we come back uh, a lot of big games tomorrow including Duke and North Carolina we'll touch on that and a whole lot more TC Martin Brian Benowitz Marco D'Angelo with you live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas the sports book powered by William Hill Hi, this is Bill Ambeer, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. We are live from the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas each and every Friday. And don't forget, Hoops and Hops coming your way March 17th, 18th, 19th. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll be broadcasting live from upstairs, the fourth floor of the Belmont Ballroom. Gotta go to work! That's what we're doing. We're working on some handicapping here. Because we've got March Madness. Count them, five NCAA tournaments happening right here. Loving it. Double B, favorite time of year. I mean, we love football season, but March Madness, hoops and hops, everything, it is on the one. You know me, I, I'm a I'm a hockey, football, horse racing guy, but then nothing replaces the fever and the excitement of March Madness. You love Madness. the hoops, nothing. man. I love and, it. And, and you're, you're good, you're good at handi- it. handicapping the hoops as well, too, even though I can't say it. <laughs> this will be fun. This will be. It's going to be a great time. Right. It's going to be a gigantic party here in town for, for March Madness. And, I mean, look at this. It's a, it's, a, it's a lazy Friday afternoon. Look at all the people already here at the Cosmopolitan yeah. excited for this weekend's activities. So there we it's, go. it's fun. All right. And uh, we're going to convene at the, uh, the Pac-12 tournament. If we can uh, work that out. Of course. Looking forward to that, right? Yeah. We're looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Good deal. Definitely. Definitely. Can't, can't wait to watch UCLA cut down the nets, beat Arizona. <laughs> the, the Arizona will be uh, uh, probably outnumber us about 9-1 to because they do travel That's well. true. But wow. it's always nice to send Arizona fans home a little sad, and so we'll see how it goes. Double B and I might be on opposite sides of that uh, ticket there. There That's you go. Okay. <laughs> I, Somebody I, I, will be happy. I got an Arizona shirt. Should I, should I wear it? You can. You'll be disappointed in it. Okay. <laughs> I, I do. They just, have great fans. Just uh, remember, the Barry on Wildcats, they have, they have great fans. They and, do. Uh, they travel well, and uh, it's good to see them back up top. Cause it's if great, he shows up in an Arizona shirt and beat you, I think I would revoke his blue ribbon privilege. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I'll maybe restrict him to one chicken wing. That's it. <laughs> You know what? I, 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 hey, I'll settle for one. <laughs> as long as I can get the tomato soup first, okay? In the bread. I'm down with that. A game tomorrow, guys. North Carolina Duke. 
Marco, you talked about playing Duke tomorrow. That it's going to be like an inflated price. How about an inflated ticket price tomorrow? Do you see about this? Average ticket price, $5,000 to get in Cameron Indoor You're Stadium. Kidding. No, I'm not kidding. You can pay a lot more. You pay over $11,000 to sit up, up close and personal. Five grand for Coach K's last game. Now, I don't know if you guys have been to Cameron Indoor Stadium. You're sitting on bleachers. You're sitting on wooden bleachers. <laughs> For five grand, I, I've been to those for games. forty minutes of basketball. I've been to those games, and it's it's not a great experience. I mean, uh, yeah, they're loud and they get a little crazy, but they, thank goodness they have air conditioning now. Before they didn't have the air conditioning, it was hot as heck in there. Uh, no, I, I I would not pay that to go see that game. No, insane. All right, so Carolina Duke, obviously that's going to be the talk. It's Coach K's final home game. Uh, I know Double B, you're not a big Duke fan, but I was very impressed with Duke when they came here to Vegas and they shellac gonzaga um this this team is playing some pretty good basketball right now is this a cinderella story marco for coach k going out with a national championship you know if you wanted to write the perfect movie script yes it is and you look at what they've done last you know like dozen games they've got one loss the only loss that they had was the game after North Carolina, when they went to Chapel Hill and beat North Carolina, they came back two days later and played on Monday. Virginia pulled the upset. Yep. I was on Virginia that day, plus the points. I didn't think they would go in there and win the game. I thought that they would catch maybe Duke flat because that was a big game. Let's face it, North Carolina, when it comes to college basketball, North Carolina Duke is the equivalent of Michigan Ohio State in football. There's no question about that. And for them to go on the road and give Coach K his final win at Chapel, you know, that was huge. And I think they're going to have the same kind of intensity tomorrow night. And uh, But you're going to probably be laying double digits with uh, Duke tomorrow. Do you have any early lines uh, yet? There's one book that uh, far, far away that has a number up, and it's 10.5. And, okay. and I actually think it's going to end up being more than that. I remember the, you know, the days I, I really like when I think about Duke is when Mercer beat him and when <laughs> Lehigh beat him. And so I can't wait to see who beats him this Mercer. year. The yeah. Bears, I believe. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's a great matchup, and it's a great rivalry. Uh, they hate each other, Caroline and Duke, and it's it's great to see. Uh, they're only a, a handful of miles away from each other there, and uh, a great two campuses. Uh, but boy, it's, I, I'd love to see Carolina go into Duke and, and give them some something. But I'm, I'm not sure they have. I'm not sure they play any defense at all in North Carolina. Uh, that that is true. They so. played great defense in overtime against Syracuse Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Yes. Most of their, most of their most recent time they played yeah. defense was good. Yeah. Let's go down the board for tomorrow. Uh, some morning games. You've got uh, Villanova and Butler at 9 o'clock. Uh, Arkansas and Tennessee. Uh, number 14 against number 13. The game is in Knoxville. Almost wore my Tennessee uh, shirt today. I was you know, going through the wardrobe, but I said, you know, I might have some uh, room for that. But uh, I settled on whiskey instead. But uh, Arkansas, Tennessee. Uh, Musselman's done a, a great job at Arkansas, which we kind of you know thought that he would. Uh, two teams kind of very similar with each other. Both play pretty stout uh, defensively. Uh, maybe points, uh, maybe a, at a premium here, Marco. I, I'm sure Arkansas is going to be getting some. Could be a live dog. What do you think? Yeah, Arkansas will probably be getting six, six and a half in this game. And if you remember, we just talked about it. Tennessee lost to them at Arkansas, and you and I both were on Arkansas because that was the game immediately following their big upset of Kentucky. So the roles are reversed here, and you talk about points at a premium. 
Tennessee shot 27% from the floor wow. in the first meeting against Arkansas. Okay. You can't expect them to be that bad uh, for a second time. And from three-point range, they were four of 24. Uh, I think Tennessee turns the table tomorrow on Arkansas. Mm-hmm. In that game that we were talking about, you can listen to Sonny Smith at 10 in the morning tomorrow, Sirius XM 83, as Auburn is playing South Carolina. I'm sure uh, big spread on, on this game. But there you go. There it is, Double B. I'll be tuned in. T- t- 10 a.m. I'll be tuned in, ready to go. We'll be the, laying the two Auburn touchdowns Tigers. there. Now, Marco, if we go by that theory about winning a close game, well, does that count? Because Auburn, you know, they, they raced, uh, well, they had a big lead, and then they had to fought back. Uh, to force overtime, but they went overtime and they ended up winning by 13. Where's Auburn's mindset going into this game? Well, you've got... I know it's senior day, too, in Auburn. Yeah, senior day at the big schools, I don't put emphasis on senior day anymore because how many kids are still seniors that are at the big school? Now, when you get to mid-majors, yeah, senior day is something big because they still have seniors on the roster, and that's why you see some of these schools, like we talked about, making a run in the big dance because they have guys that have played together for three years, maybe four years, which you don't have at the big schools, but you're getting all five-star recruits. You're going to be laying too many points with uh, Auburn tomorrow for me, you know, to look at them. They they just want to win and then move on to, you know, the SEC tournament. They're in the tournament. They know where they're going to be. Uh, I worry about backing teams laying big numbers like that in the final game of the season. We saw Kentucky uh, lose last Saturday. Now they're going to Florida. Uh, This Florida team has not been uh, very good. But uh, uh, Kentucky uh, laying some points tomorrow uh, at Florida. Any interest in in the Wildcats or the dog? If you're going to look at it based on the way things have gone the last couple weeks, you would be looking at Florida. You know, this is their Super Bowl, so to speak, uh, for them. They get a chance to upset a team like Kentucky. But, again, with these teams that – aren't going to be in the tournament unless they make a deep run uh, in their conference tournament. Do you really want to back them here? But they are playing at home on the final game. So for me, I would look at Florida or pass the game. You know, one of the conferences we really didn't touch on is the Big 12. And you look at uh, what's going on there. I mean, Texas Tech, you've got Kansas. Both of those teams are in action tomorrow. Texas is actually playing Kansas. Uh, that's a 1 o'clock game uh, in, uh, at Fog Allen Fieldhouse here. Uh, Kansas uh, will will be a favorite. I'm guessing they're right around, probably around five, five or six. I'm thinking, but uh, thoughts about uh, about the Big 12 in general. The Big 12 is good. Uh, I mean, you've got four teams at the top that can beat anybody on any given day. Now, Kansas has had a couple games where you know the, the other night, an example, they they win but don't cover. That was one of those, and I hate. We've had so many of them this year where the teams play the home and home. They played TCU back-to-back games. Um, you know, Kansas is better than TCU, but when you're playing the same team two games, teams don't like to get beat, you know, twice, two games in a row by the same team, and it's tough to win and cover, and they didn't cover the second game. So a lot of people look and think, oh, hey, Texas is a live dog here. No, I think you'll see the real Kansas tomorrow night uh, and or tomorrow afternoon. I mm-hmm. think they roll Texas. Texas is a team that's dangerous at times, but too often, T.C., when I've watched them, man, they struggle yeah. to get points. <laughs> uh, you know, and when you go against a team like Kansas, you know, they can go on one of those spurts, and all of a sudden it's, it's a double-digit game. How does, you know, how does Texas come back? Mm-hmm. 
You know, they made a big comeback the last Saturday against West Virginia. West Virginia had, was leading the, the whole game. Right. And then they, they, they caught fire at the end and win by one or two. I just can't trust Texas. Texas was, was a big hype team coming into the year. Uh, new coach, all the transfer guys, but it just doesn't seem to be gelling there. Their, their chemistry seems to be wrong, and it just seems like this might be the problem with all that, hey, transfer and immediately become the top team. Uh, they're not even in the top five in the Big 12. Now, the Big 12 is very good uh, and top-heavy. Um, and there's some teams that are in the middle that might, might surprise somebody. Mm. Might be real live dogs when it comes to that that first uh, round of the playoffs. Don't sleep tournament. on Texas Tech. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. I mean, did. My goodness. They thought they were going to fall down yeah. because Chris Spiller, yeah. you know, bolted. But it's almost like they're playing. You know, they well, got a chip on their shoulder. And I think those two games that they played against Texas, I think that's what unraveled Texas. Uh, you know, whenever because they were up for those games, right. they wanted to play Texas right. in, in their for, former coach. And I don't think Texas has recovered from it. Regarding those two teams, Texas and Texas Tech, with Texas Tech, Mark Adams, longtime assistant, he stayed there, and those guys are playing for him, and you can see that. And really not much has changed with Texas Tech. I mean, they're still lock it down defensively, and I like them better than, than I like Texas. And I'm always leery about betting on a team that has a first-year coach. And even though Chris Beard, great coach and everything, but like you said, Double B, he went to Texas. It, those aren't his players. He didn't recruit those players. And it's you can see there is a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. So I try to shy away from that. And I, I, I've been doing that. Uh, I was doing that with uh, Shaka Smart and Marquette for a while this year mm -hmm. as well, too. And now they've slid back. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it, it's hard to get adjusted, you know, to take over teams. And then on the transfer portal, the way everything is with that right now, uh, you can change things instantly, but it still takes time to gel. Well, you, yeah. UNLV is a great example of that. I mean, Kevin Kruger never coached, uh, you know, a day in his life as far as a head coach goes, and, but he worked the transfer portal beautifully. He got, you know, those uh, four kids from the Big 12, West Virginia and Oklahoma and Texas, and um, it, it's taken them a while to gel. And UNLV is starting to play some inspired basketball, but still a lot of those guys are not used to playing with each other, and it, 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 it's just... It can be ugly at times, and that's yeah. exactly what I see with the Longhorns. The, the exception is Arizona, right? They get yeah. a new coach, go get all these uh, new players, You're and, right. and they're that's good. Probably the exception. So exception. that's like your one exception because the others are yeah. struggling or not quite doing what, what we thought they would do. And uh, Texas is the big example. I mean, they were really hyped. They got Chris Beard. They got all these new players. And uh, watch out. They're going to be right now in you know top four, top uh, final four material. And to me, I got a big circle around them. I can't wait to watch them play this next week because I think they're a great spot to be money line against first round of the playoffs, first round of the Term tournament. <laughs> it doesn't playoffs. matter. It's got hockey in your mind still. Yeah, there it is. Right. <laughs> if it's football or basketball, oh, Texas yeah. every time they get a new coach is always. That's it. We're going to the championship. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Strong. Can you, can you say Charlie Strong? Jeez. Oh man, <laughs> Baylor. Uh, you know, I was on that Baylor bandwagon all the way to the end last year, and I love Scott Drew. But uh, the, the injuries that they've had, they've been able to withstand them. And I'm a firm believer always in any sport, it's so hard to repeat. Uh, maybe not as much maybe in college than, than at the pro level. But uh, how much do you like this Baylor team this year? Because they are winning and they're covering. They're playing well. And the thing about 
from last year, generally, you know, you expect the drop off. As we get to the conference tournament, you know, you ratchet up, you know, another gear, and then you go there. Um, I rode them with you last year, all the way till the championship game. I yeah. jumped ship on the championship game, and that was that was a mistake. I, I thought they would uh, uh, fall there, but this is a team that's very athletic. Uh, you know, they can score points. Unlike you know, watching a game against Texas and how they struggle to score, uh, I. They're one-two for me in the Big 12. I mean, I know every it's, it's Kansas every year, but Baylor is just as good, and uh, they got that experience from last year. So that's when they get to the big dance. That's a help. Don't don't fall asleep on Baylor. Um, this is a team that you know usually when you're when you win it, you got a big target on you. They they, they generally don't. They're not talked about as that team that that everybody gets up to play, mm-hmm. which is weird. They should be. I mean, they slaughtered everybody in the tournament last year, including Gonzaga. Defending national champs right and now. And they're the defending national champs, and people are just like, yeah, Baylor. Mm. So, And they don't they don't tend to scare people, but they should. I think Baylor will come out of that division, uh, you know, maybe they can beat Kansas, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I think they're going to be very dangerous when the tournament starts, just like they were last year, because they can play some defense, and then they can force turnovers, and if they get those turnovers, they're, they're flying up to court. And like you said, they're athletic. They're scoring. I think coming into the year, even though they were the defending champs, when you look at the teams that were in the Final Four last year, you had UCLA bringing back you know, the entire team, basically. So high expectations there. Gonzaga, we've seen year in and year out, Mm-hmm. They're projected to be a Final Four team, and then you know something happens along the way. Finally, last year they got to the the championship game, and I thought, okay, this is where they they finally get it done. And you know, and Baylor was just they were too quick and too athletic, and the, on the defensive end, which actually really surprised me because you don't think of Baylor playing defense. You know, you see them going up and down the floor. They turned the defense up during that run for the championship. Nightcap tomorrow night. USC UCLA, yes, <laughs> at Pauley, uh, d- double B. I, I can't figure out this. Uh, it's it's it, it, there you go. I don't think they can match. They don't match up well with SC. I mean, how my, many times have we sat forward. here and we're we're watching them, especially when they play at the Galen Shh, Center? I'm listening to the song. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, Where's Tracy that, Murray when you need him? Nothing, nothing more disappointing than to lose five times to that hack team across right? the city. Uh, they have not matched up well. They're going to slaughter this team tomorrow. Whoa! Yeah, Don't be calling slaughter. Just like just like in football when I said they would slaughter them, and they did. They're going to slaughter them. <laughs> this this is going to be an angry UCLA team. You think so? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, you, USC just got slaughtered by Arizona. You don't they think did. they're going to bounce back? No. I don't. I, I really don't think much of this team. USC, Marco, give us a line did. on that game. Uh, that one is, you're looking at UCLA is going to be a nine-point favorite. Nine? <laughs> nine. I said four, so I'm way off on my bet. Uh, nine points? They only shot 30% in the first game yeah. at UCLA. And they still only lost by a few points. So they got to turn that around. That, that's assuming Juzang plays, I assume. Right? Probably, I mean, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, because he's, he's been out, and they've had to rely on, on Jaquez and a few others there. I love this part. I, I just love this. Uh, the song, just keep the plug going. Yeah. <laughs> You want to go out with it today? Hey, and I was very close to wearing my UCLA baby blue today. I was I had, close, but had, it'll, it'll be here. I had two shirts picked out. Actually, yeah. three UCLA shirts yeah. going, and I went, yeah. all right, next week. Yeah. There you, you, go. you weren't here last week. Him and both Jay Schrader had their UCLA on, and they, they did the march to Blue Ribbon afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we disclosed last week that that's the key. Blue, to blue, get blue. In. There yeah, it is. Get there you in. Go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, good stuff, man. Can you tell I know where I want my chicken? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So, yeah, Double B saying easy winner tomorrow. What about you, Marco? Uh, UC Riverside, you're going to be back on the Highlanders or playing Long Beach tomorrow? They can play spoiler on back-to-back games. You know, they broke the tie uh, for first place last night by upsetting – Fullerton, let's see if they can do it against Long Beach. But I, I think Long Beach will be, they'll be ready tomorrow. They're not going right. to get caught. Tomorrow, oh. tomorrow night also, because I know you're into it, Yeah, the best two teams in the West in hockey, you got uh, Calgary and uh, uh, Colorado facing off. That should be a heck of a, a matchup. 7 o'clock tomorrow. Too early for me for that. <laughs> call, call, Colorado call, lost in Arizona Call me in April, okay? Night. Arizona beat the, the beat. You know, they could step up. They're an NHL yeah. team. They beat the Knights, too, when we only got one goal. They were a 380 favorite last night. Colorado went down. <laughs> yeah. Not a good night if you're Nup playing Chuck, You can stop any time you want now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That should just keep running behind us. Just nice. And very soothing. <laughs> Uh, Marco, who are you looking at tomorrow? Uh, I do like Kansas, the game that we talked about. I think Kansas uh, coming off the back-to-back games against TCU, both games were close. People are going to want to take Texas uh, as a dog. I don't like Texas. I like Kansas. In the Tennessee, you know, we were big on Arkansas the week that they played. It was the perfect spot to go against Tennessee after that upset, and Arkansas got it done. I think Tennessee... Returns the favor. Revenge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tonight we've got some college basketball action. We do have some tournaments going on. The WCC is in town as well, too. Uh, BYU's in action. Big favorite over LMU. 12 points. And Missouri Valley's going. You got any action tonight? I have no action in basketball. I gave my clients one play. I'll go ahead and give it. I went with Vegas tonight. Uh, I look for them to bounce back. I know they've lost six of the last eight games. But if you look outside of the Arizona loss, everybody else they played were top-tier teams. From both the West Marco's going East. to the ice. Going to the ice tonight. You know, I'm not the only one who, sh- who could get turn this uh, conversation into hockey. I understand. <laughs> I'll oblige. I, I want like it. winners. I, it doesn't matter where it comes from. I, I just want to go where I feel I got the best shot of cashing a ticket. Uh, Marco did give us, uh, unfortunately, the under, and I thought he was good last yeah. night. I was watching that game with the Bruins and the, and the Golden Knights, and I'm thinking, okay, Marco's going to get there. And then all of a sudden, boom, then here comes Leonard. And that's what I'm always afraid when I put better under with the Knights. Leonard's going to screw me. Listen, Joe the mailman. Yeah. He was all over the over. Yeah. And then he was crying at the end of the second period, crying. Oh, it's never going to get there. And it shouldn't have got there. No, it shouldn't have got there. But but he did. He cashed his ticket. He was all excited. All right. I'll say. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, 2 o'clock. We've yes. got uh, Avenue de France running, by the way. Oh, thank a, uh, you. 15 to 1 morning line. Okay. Stepping up in a grade 2 race. It's a great Buena horse. Vista. Yeah. Really gutty, gutty little horse, uh, but running against some exceptional mares. So we'll see. A mile on the turf tomorrow at Santa Anita. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't, 15 to don't, 1. That's not, that's, not your, that's not your specialty. No. no. And don't ever give me another <laughs> gelding, okay? No more geldings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please. No, she she would not be gelding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, in the future, the last conversation we had, uh, gelding. I said, I don't like geldings. That's yeah. the Snip ultimate it equipment change. <laughs> it is. It's the ultimate equipment change. I don't know. Fett was pretty good for us as a gelding. Yeah, got that. That's good. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Lava Man was okay. Guys, appreciate it as always. We're going to be here a lot here, uh, not just on Fridays, but Thursday and Fridays uh, when the NCAA tournament uh, happens. So no better place to be in the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas. Marco, Marco D'Angelo, go check his stuff out at wagertalk.com. Yes, he's sizzling. He's on fire doesn't matter the sport it's beautiful we appreciate you brother no problem all right double b good to be here have a good one man good to be here we got next week big hoops and then the following week yep double header double header double header the big seven footer big bill cartwright will uh, be in the house 
next week. Good. So there you go. We're USF here. All right, for Gilby here, appreciate the G-Man. Numbchuck back in the studio. Miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com for all your needs. And we will talk to you Monday at 2.